With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. listening to Fox Sports Radio. That's right. It is Fox Sports Radio. He is Bill Plasky to my right. He is, of course, an award-winning columnist. And Bill, so now we, we are increasing our, our amount of times working together. We, we've done a little uh, little TV together. This is now two. This is now two. We, we, Double, we doubled it. We doubled it, it out, out of the blue in a matter of a couple of weeks here. we've Of course, we've done radio together, as in I've been on, you called, or something like that, but we've not sat next to each other and did a complete show. No, so I've got to tell you, I've, uh, I think I've told this before, when I was, uh, I used to host a radio show, a morning show on a different station, and it was a six to nine, a six to nine a.m. show, and I'd be driving in at five, and you were hosting a five a.m. show on yes. a different station. I would listen to all your topics, and I would just steal from you liberally. <laughs> I love that you are you are honest about that. I appreciate that. I think anybody in this business understands that. Where you're like, hey, didn't I say that earlier? Yeah. So yeah, but trust me, trust me. Here's a funny thing: you don't even know that you were stealing from yourself because I probably stole from your your column <laughs> okay. that you wrote the night okay. before. Okay, so, so listen, that's... there's a whole lot of radio larceny going on here. Uh, but you got us for the next four hours, so make sure you stick around. A lot to get into, Bill. It's been um, one of those one of those summers, the last couple of weeks, where uh, doing this and doing what you do as well, uh, there's been plenty of opportunities to find great things to talk about. You know, usually you have to make up stories around this time or dig deep. I would imagine, especially you know, you as a columnist writing all the time. But uh, there has been plenty of things for us to get to. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so on Twitter. Of course, you can Fox Sports Radio. But myself, it's KW Live, Bill Plasky for Bill, and uh, we will get. We'll be here, and if you're listening, if you want to listen, let's say you're getting ready to step out and you can't listen in the car anymore, you can do that on the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you get it. And of course, if you are listening, I'm assuming you're listening to us at SiriusXM. Um, all right, so Bill, I want to get to Anthony Davis because he just finally speaks for the first time as a Laker. You were there, uh, and there's a lot to dive into now that the Lakers have this two-man game where you have LeBron James, who's still 
Some say top three. Some still say the best in the league. Anthony Davis, some say as well. So you have two of the top five guys in the league. And and what has been, I don't know, let me ask you, covering L.A. for so long, covering the Lakers for so long, has this been the most dramatic last six months that you've ever seen? When oh, you, yeah, when you got- it, has, it has in, in L.A. NBA basketball, yeah, because we be, we went from – the dregs of the league to the center of the NBA universe in like a matter of months, a matter of two weeks. And yesterday I was, it was interesting. You talk about the, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. And that was so evident yesterday for the first time, the Lakers two months ago, I was at a press conference in May at a press conference and the Lakers were introducing Frank Vogel and it was a nightmare. He wasn't sure. They weren't, you know, he was an uncertain head coach. We thought Jason Kidd was actually going to be the coach. That day, Magic had ripped the organization. It was a real disaster. Fast forward two months to yesterday, and it was a picture of peace. It was unbelievable how things have changed in just two months over there. You have Anthony Davis up there talking about giving up, you know, his $4 million trade kicker because he wanted to win a championship, talking about wanting to play with players who want to be there, talking about character, players, talking about, you know, selfless players. And then you have LeBron James in the back kind of nodding, standing. You know, the press conference was held in their practice gym. And, you know, you know, it was like there was a stage set up there. LeBron was back against the wall under one of the baskets just watching the whole thing. And afterward, Anthony Davis came over there and talked to LeBron. And they talked together and they hugged. And it was pretty cool. It was like, oh, my God, these guys really are going to play together. I mean, you, you realize that until you see it in person. All the turmoil the Lakers have been through, and all the turmoil they could still go through because because we're talking about this later on the show. There's a lot of of uh, angst that could potentially happen that could that could tear this whole thing apart. This is really all they're walking on a tightrope this year with it with this whole thing. But for one day, it was all good. It was, and you you're right about that. I mean, there's still a lot of drama to be had. I mean, if you look at some of the pieces they brought back, you guys like Demarcus Cousins. Who knows oh what's going to happen there? Not to mean you know from from health standpoint to also just personality clashing at all. Rajon Rondo, where at some point of the season, does he just say, you know what, I don't want to play basketball anymore and just like flake out? Um, there's so many different things, you know, aspects of it. Like you mentioned, Frank Vogel. Does LeBron give him the Eric Spolster shrug, where he just walks by him and bumps him and gives him? LeBron likes to haze. A first-year coach, you know, he likes to kind of see exactly who you are and how much he can kind of he can ride you. So uh, there's a lot to be had, and plenty of things for you to write about, and us to talk about throughout the season when it starts. But to still kind of focus on Anthony Davis and his arrival here, here's Anthony Davis kind of talking about uh, the 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 I guess the his experience finding out he's going to become a Laker. Actually, uh, in Malibu. And I was, I don't know the name of the hotel, I don't know how to pronounce it. The one right next to Nobu, I was at that hotel. <laughs> and I was watching a movie, landing there watching a movie. And my agent called me. And, you know, in the middle of a movie, I don't really like to answer phones and text. So I was like, I'll call him later. Then he called me again. So I did kind of like hit it, like, all right. And then I was like, wait, let me, let me call him back. <laughs> so when I called him back, it went straight to voicemail. So... As me being a 26-year-old, I went straight to Instagram to start looking, and that's when I saw it. And I was like, "Oh!" And I'm blowing his phone up now, and you know, we finally talking and just kind of, you know, figure out what happened. And he was telling me what was going on. So, um, yeah, that's what, that's what was going on. All right, Bill. Two things there. First off, 
Anthony Davis has a personality. Who knew? I'm not saying he was Kawhi Leonard, you know, where we think he's a robot, but because he played with the Pelicans, because they haven't had a whole lot of success, even though he had been phenomenal, we don't often get to hear him. So I think that was really uh, refreshing to hear that he has a more personality than many people would think. Um, also, what I took out of that, Bill, was that I want to go to the movies with Anthony Davis because Unlike the fact that he brought it up, he's young, he's a millennial, he's 26, he respects not bringing your phone out and answering it or texting during a call, during a movie. He was trying to be uh, engaged and enjoying the movie. I respect that about him. Well, so we'll speak of the movie, if, if we can get the sound, if we have this, if we can dig it up, Vince, Vince Close, our great producer, uh, Tanya Ganguly asked a follow-up question about the movie that elicited a funny answer. If we can find that. But anyway, right. yeah. without, without no, the took way is something entirely different. How do you stay... We, our my investigative mind did some research, and I found out that he was staying at the Nobu Royer Can Hotel. That's where he stayed. At least two thousand dollars a night minimum. So how do you stay at a two grand a night hotel and forget the name of the hotel? Bill, are you that rich? Th- there you go. You know the answer to that. He's like, oh yeah, I didn't have any tissue, so I had to blow my nose with a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, he's that rich, Bill. Where, where you do things like that? Uh, well, yeah, but I'd be. Wouldn't you be nervous even staying in the two thousand dollar night hotel? Would you think? Can I? Am I getting nervous? I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave the room. Of course, I guess I was. He didn't leave. He was in the room watching a movie. I'd probably do the same thing. But I wonder if they have like Spectrovision in that hotel and if it's free. Here's the thing. When you're that rich, uh, and, and especially when for the, most of your career, things have been just catered. I don't mean just food catered, but they've been handled for you, right? You don't even know. You just say, hey, here's, here's your itinerary on some private jet, blah, blah, blah. We'll meet you here. Like, and hey, here's where you're going to be staying. You're just handed things. People are just told, hey, here's where you're going to be. So you don't even you don't even put thought into it. So there that. But you're right, though. That's another great takeaway that you're just like, <laughs> hey, some hotel next to Nobu in Malibu. Like most people are, hey, I was It's staying. a beachfront. It's your whole lives. Exactly. <laughs> They work to, to stay there. And then again, we'll, we'll get, we'll discuss in the show later the whole movie thing because there's a whole other aspect of that. But yes, he showed a personality. He seemed humble. He seemed charming. He was charming. And I had never heard that before. You make a great point. I guess because I thought he just didn't talk much. Maybe he talked a lot. We just never heard it and heard it because he's in New Orleans. And think about it. I mean, you, you know, he's been surrounded. His greatness has been dwarfed by the greatness of the Lakers, or the not the Lakers, but the Warriors. The Warriors have, you know, first of all, he's played them, I believe, a couple of times in the postseason. A couple of times he did make it, so he's he swept or wins one. Um, you know, so and we're talking about this dynasty with the Warriors. Then there's chaos, and Le- LeBron decides to leave, and he comes to Lakers. I mean, there's been so many other storylines even before Kawhi uh, that he's been kind of drowned out in the NBA, and then all of a sudden Kawhi Leonard becomes a drama. If I told you two years ago that Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs would become a drama, you wouldn't believe me, uh, or maybe two and a half years ago now at this point, that becomes a drama, and then all of a sudden he goes to Toronto, and you're like, wait a minute, they're actually a good team. So all of these storylines, and yet one of the top five players, uh, maybe the best at his position, drops all the way down to like 12th, 13th storyline until the last, you know, towards the midpoint of the season last year when when that became a little dramatic. But again, we didn't hear much from him Uh you know, and, and especially not in a, in a in a jovial sense where he is now. Yeah, and also he was. I thought he charmed a little bit, and it was very explanatory when we t- he talked about his right. You know, the fact that he demanded a trade, and it could be seen as a villain in New Orleans. And he's like, "Listen, my whole career, I listened to people, and I thought they knew what was good for me. And I finally decided, wait a minute, I want to know what's good for me. I want to do what's good for me." So he actually explained the trade demand in a way that I say would think made him less. 
uh, villainous in that in that aspect. And you know, and like you, it's, it's like hard to argue with them. It's yeah, hard to argue with any of these guys who want to take control of their careers. I mean, that's that's the that's the part about what he did. And he talked about that. I kind of just he was a trailblazer. Yeah, he was. He, as it we, turns out. Yeah, and, and you know what? With a lot of these guys, sometimes I think we as fans of the game, uh, even as people who work in the media, we get we get caught up in the uh, how it was in my day or what I personally like versus understanding, look, man, you know, this is a business also. Hello, this is a business for these guys. And oftentimes their control is not in their hands, right? They get drafted by uh, a, a team that could be potentially bad. You're LeBron. Yeah, you're from the, the oh, Akron, Ohio area. And you want to be a Cav, but... If LeBron isn't arguably the top two, three greatest players of all time, and he's just a, a really good player, maybe he never changes the franchise's uh, history in the Cavs. And so now you got this guy who's such a great talent, and he's in a terrible place. And he's supposed to just be there for the next 15, 20 years? No, at some point you're going to say, the organization hasn't done right by me. They haven't been able to get it to, together. And I, like most Americans in any workforce, are going to choose the option to leave and go elsewhere. And so, yeah, what I, and I ask him, and, and I ask him, and this is part of the, the tightrope, is I ask him specifically, and in fact, if we have if we have time, if you have that question, I ask a question that, I'm sure you've done this before too in press conferences, you start the question, that sounds good, and then you lose your train of thought. So I ask a question that got, that was an important question, I thought, and it got a good answer, but see if you can tell, I have a, a word I just drop into the question. Can we play the question that I ask? Let's hear this. Bill Plaschke, Los Angeles Times. Uh, how are you seeing a long-term commitment to this club? Are you prepared to make a long-term commitment here? How do you view your your time here and, and your what what is your uh, purpose? Purpose! Um, purpose! What am I thinking? Here, to be honest, but um, honestly, I'm, I'm focused on the season. Um, when I got traded here, my goal is to to bring a championship here. Um, you know, with the team that we have, and you know, when that time comes around next year, then uh, you can ask me that question and we revisit it. But right now, you know, my focus on this year and trying to figure out how I can help this team and um, you know help this organization become a championship team. All right, so he my- rebound. He's a great rebounder. He rebounded that well for you. Yes, but it was. It was interesting. The question, the awkwardness of the end of the question. The question was fine to the end, yes, right? Yeah, so it, it got to the yes. and I couldn't sh- shut up. Bill, just shut up and finish your question. So anyway, because uh, I had him, the whole train of thought was was messed up. But the fact that he's not going to commit here, I mean, the Lakers. This 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 has potential. I don't think it's going to happen. But we said that about everybody. We don't think anybody's ever going to leave. We I think Kyrie was Kyrie said he was staying in Boston last year. Right. He loved him. You have to wonder, you know, you would like to have seen him say, I'd like, I'd love to be in L.A., but Rich Paul's and his agent's not going to let him say that. But anyway, this just is a reminder to Laker fans and the Lakers themselves, this is a recruiting year for him. And this all could blow up next year. And if it blows up, the Lakers are back to square one, baby. It's, it's bad. So it, it, this, is a, this is something we can discuss from moving forward uh, is what – how tenuous the situation is. Yeah, I think that's going to be the the, the the calling card for the whole NBA from here on with these big superstars. Hey, a lot more to dive into to that. We'll do it in a little bit. But Melvin Gordon said he wants to get paid. And uh, is he in the right position to do so? We'll talk about that next. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Bill Plasky, Kelvin Washington, Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Bill Plasky, Kelvin Washington with you, Fox Sports Sunday, and you can reach out to us at KW Live, Bill Plasky uh, on Twitter. And are you a big Twitter guy? Are you? I've got a lot of followers. I don't, you know what I do? I tweet out my stories. I tweet out some uh, thoughts. I don't really, to be honest with you, the mentions are so can be so vitriolic that yeah, I that, that I don't want to get lost in that fog sometimes. So I'll engage sometimes. So not, you know, probably not as much as others, more than some, probably average. Yeah, I'm about the same. Maybe, maybe in my, I'm very uh, event oriented. So, what's going on? Okay, the NBA postseason going. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, you know, or the the finals. I'll jump in on that. There's a maybe an award show, a presidential debate. I'm very I know, event I'll oriented. I'll do, I'll do that stuff. It's funny though. During games, I will not games I'm covering. I will not tweet because I have to watch the game. And I just say if I, if I'm trying to cover the game and write, I'm writing a column on deadline. I just I just don't want to just get distracted by tweeting, so I don't tweet. And also, I think a lot of people are watching the same game. It's like, what are you telling them? They're, they're already seeing it on TV anyway. Well, see, that's the thing, but and that and that comes from what you do. You're saying what are you telling them? Whereas, I think myself and maybe some others look at it as it's an engagement thing. Where we're engaged, we're having a conversation. Yes, about it. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's and, oh my gosh, you know, let's think of something. Uh, oh man, Kyle Lowry is finally, you know, showing up. Blah blah blah. And then someone will say something. You have these engaging. Oh yes, yes. See, yeah. I can't do that while on deadline, so I just don't even try. There you go. All right, it makes sense. But either way. Either way, if you want to see these great stories and, and get all the details about them, make sure you follow uh, Bill Plasky, even though, like you just said, you got a, a lot of people following you already. All right. So, Bill, uh, before we broke, we were talking about, again, Anthony Davis. He finally spoke at his press conference. Uh, being a Laker now, a couple of other things to dive into with that. Um, but one of the things you mentioned was uh, Tanya Ganguly. Great asked, reporter. Great reporter. 
Yeah, LA Times. Investigative chops asked the probing question. This is hilarious. Yes, about uh, we were he we mentioned if you didn't hear it, Anthony Davis was mentioning the fact that he was at a hotel that you have discovered. The hotel where was it in Malibu? Nobu Warrior Con. No, I, you know I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. You, listen, listen. Most of us can't afford to be there anyway, so it sounds right. Two thousand uh, dollars a night room minimum. Can you imagine that? I think if you're paying that, you have no problem getting to the mini bar, right? You know, <laughs> you know, if you spend a week there, that, that's like a car. Yeah, you can put a car or spend a week in, at, at at this hotel. Man, that's, there's there's uh, there's levels to this, as they say, and there's levels to. Uh, to the money game because I don't know if I'll be you know what I'm not going to say that maybe life will change at some point and I can be there or maybe that'll be in my bucket list you know to add that to stay what, a what, weekend what's the most seriously Kevin, what's the most you'll pay for a hotel room on vacation relaxing with your family what's the most you'll pay I'm going to say four to five hundred you know what me too because that's where I spend my that's what I save my money for I yeah. say, my, I think nothing of paying five hundred bucks for a hotel room because that—that's what I work all year for. And I right. tell myself, this is my one week. I'm not going to scrimp. I don't scrimp on hotel rooms. I absolutely do. That's not. the one thing you can't. You 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 have to. You don't mind spending a little bit. I will spend. Yes, I will spend whatever it takes. I always I always get the nicest place in town wherever I go. Of course, if if I get Marriott points, all the better for it. But uh, yes, I will. Uh, Where do you then? Where do you skimp? I skimp on like uh, my car. My my car's got 130,000 miles on it, and I'm going to drive that till it drops. Okay. I don't have any toys at the house. I don't, you know, I have one TV. Vince, we learned something new. Did you know um, that Bill loved plush pillows and- Oh, uh, con- lobbies, and, lobbies. And lobbies. Big and lobbies. Big lobbies and a, a, somebody playing a piano. I my, mean, a- my idea of camping out is a hotel that doesn't have valet parking. That's okay. my idea of roughing it. He seems yeah. like he could be a high roller, like low key. Yeah, no, I, like a low key I'm a huge. Roller. I'm a huge, when it comes to vacations- I'm a huge high holder. Well, Kevin, you just said you agree. You you spent five hundred bucks. No, 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 no. See the difference. Here's the difference. It's, that's regular for him. His question was, "What's the most that I would do?" That was your question. So I'm giving you. All right, screw it. We got to do it. Fine, we'll do it because we're in City X. Not this is regularly what I do. I don't need the plus robe while I walk around and and. Oh, type I don't my, need the robe. Type my I never. Bill. I never wear the robes, but I'm saying like you know. Or for example, I was in Nashville on a little vacation after the Super Bowl. And I stayed in the in the Hermitage Hotel, and it's like four hundred bucks a night. But it's a big old grand hotel, and they had a, a like a, a tornado warning. Everybody huddled down in the bar in the basement. It was a very cool experience. It was like a haunted hotel. It was very cool. It's good to know. That's part good of the experience. Know. So if I ever so, read so, one of his columns, and he's like, and you know, and he's rich, and he's doing this, and we don't know. No, we'll slow down with the wheeze because you, my well, friend, I, are with the one percenters. That, no, that's when it not. Comes that is to not hotel. The average hotel price in a hotel in a, in a place is going to be three hundred bucks anyway. Well, I don't know where he's going, Vince. Really? I, mean, I don't know where you're going. I, I have no idea where he's staying. No, that's not. I would not agree with that at all. I, if you would have said 200, I'd give you that. Okay, like, all right. You can get some decent 250. for 170, 200, 250. Now, when I'm at work, when I'm working, I stay with, you know, with the company. You know, I stay within the company guidelines. I'm talking about vacations, right? That's yeah. what I'm talking about, yeah. Although I will say this. My boss, Angel Rodriguez, did it. It was a, the greatest decision a boss has ever made. We're, we're with the Dodgers playing the Red Sox in the World Series last year. We're wiped out. It's been a long playoff series. You know, a lot of traveling, and we, so we get, get to Fenway Park. There's one hotel right next to Fenway Park. It's a Marriott, and it's four fifty a night, mm. and that breaks every rule in our company's <laughs> bank. And I pleaded with him. I said, "We got four reporters here. We're wiped out. We don't want to fight the Boston traffic. We want to walk to the Fenway Park. Can we get it? You know, can we get an exclusion and get to stay three, two or three nights at this hotel for this rate?" And he said, "Yes." 
and it changed it changed your your whole experience. I will agree with that. I will agree that a nice night, you stay at a nice hotel, you get a and nice it's close, breakfast. And it's, it's close. close. You can walk. I will agree with that. But it's just good to know. That's all I'm saying, Bill. I look at you differently now. I, mean, I, just, I just, I didn't know. I have spent the week covering the Masters at a Motel 6. And you know what? As I get older, <laughs> no, I have. And and yes they, yes, they left the light on for me. But those hotels, don't you find out that those kind of hotels, the beds are not, not good. Oh no, the, for sure, absolutely the beds, right. The beds, right. Are, the beds are bad. There's not enough pillows. It's good to know. Just good to know. Well, what, 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 listen, is this, what is this? Just good listen, to know. You, if you and I, for some reason, end up doing a show together, or we continue to do the show that you know that I do. The I don't. LA Times I don't, I don't show, like this. What is this? Listen, good to know. And Look I'm just you. saying, you know, if it comes to the point where you and I are Christmas gift buddies, where's where's the last nice hotel you stayed? Oh, I don't know. Don't ask me a great question like that. I I think the I, I mean I did a one thing you mentioned was when the bosses or someone else is covering it. I once stayed at the Four Seasons. For 37 minutes. What happened? That's a great story. Okay, tell the story. Okay, I'm going to tell this, and then and the we, story, will, get, we and, and, will get to Anthony Davis. Yeah, but the Davis. story is all, is all pertinent, because Anthony Davis, again, we're yes, talk, it is talking pertinent. about how in the hell could he forget where he stayed if he spent two grand a night to stay I, there. You know what, I, and I will give you credit. For uh, for the average Joe, if you stayed somewhere that nice, you're going to remember, because you're going <laughs> for the rest of your life, you're going to want to tell somebody. Tell oh, somebody You know what I stayed here? Yeah. So, all right, I was, I was hosting this show on, uh, on NBC, Spartan Ultimate Team Challenge. The same people that make uh, American Ninja Warrior made this show, and this was... Uh, Two summers ago, and so I'm hosting this show, and they they you know we're doing an East Coast travel and promotion of the show, so we're gonna hit New York, we're gonna hit Boston. So uh, I was set to land in Boston, uh, but the way it all worked out, I was landing in Boston around six ish, and uh, we were gonna be heading to the local news station to promote this show, the local NBC yeah. in Boston at eight a.m. So by the time they pick me up from the airport, you know, we get to the hotel, it's like seven. So I just literally hop in, shower, throw in clothes, and I didn't even get to lay on the bed, Bill, with the four seasons, and the it's this nice room, it's paid for, free breakfast, free everything, and I just changed clothes and, and got back in the uh, the car, and they took us to the local NBC. They always give you a suite on the times you're staying there, you get in at midnight and you're leaving at 6 a.m. Exactly. That's what they give you the suite. He can't even enjoy it. So that was uh, but they they put, they kept us in really nice places that uh that trip. So I I stayed in a really nice places on the other people's dimes when it's just myself. Now the bad part about this is my wife could be listening, and now she's gonna say, "See even Bill," and then now I'm gonna have to start coughing up more money because see even Bill. That's does what I it. tell anybody I travel with. I say, "Listen, you have to put up with me all year long, being away from home, working terrible hours. When you go on vacation." We're not going to worry about money, so that's that's kind of how I do it. All right, so uh, we'll hear that. Uh, you know what? For me, that's trending. But we'll get to Isaac Lohenkron. What's your name? We're coming up. We're going to continue the conversation. Anthony Davis finally spoke out being a Laker. Lots to dive into again. What jersey numbers is he going to wear? And also, again, what movie was he watching? We have to get. We to have to get to that question. We will get to that, that question next. After. What's trending now? Good morning, Kelvin and Bill. What's trending? The Gentleman Singles Final at Wimbledon oh underway. My God, you're right. It's on TV right it in front is of me. On. Well, breakfast at Wimbledon. Get your strawberries and cream. It's Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. Can't beat that on an early Sunday morning. And they are tied at two games apiece in the opening set. Djokovic up in the current game. 30 love on Federer, who is serving as we speak. On to Major League Baseball Saturday night. Dodgers over the Red Sox at Fenway 11-2. They had four home runs, including Cody 
Bellinger's 31st, tying the major league lead. Reds won at Colorado 17-9. Cincinnati's Phillip Irvin went 6-for-6 six six at the plate. Four singles, a double, and a triple. The Angels hit three home runs in a 9-2 victory over the Mariners, including Mike Trout's 30th of the season. Twins over Cleveland 6-2, and get this, back in June, Minnesota's Max Kepler hit home runs in three consecutive at-bats against Cleveland's Trevor Bauer. They met again last night. And Kepler hit two more in a row. Why did he pitch to him? Why does he keep pitching to him? Home runs in five consecutive at bats. The sixth time he did strike him out, but that ties an expansion era record. Hey, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, but in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And finally, in baseball yesterday, Brewers and Giants tied at four, bottom of the ninth. Milwaukee pinch hitter Ben Gamble at the plate and Mr. Baseball at the mic on WTMJ. Gamble sends one on the line down the right field line. This one is going to win the game. Ben Gamble has knocked in Ryan Braun with a scorcher to the right field corner. And the Brewers have won this game. Back to Kelvin Washington and for Michael Harmon and Bill Plaschke in 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And by the way, Bill, while you were on the air, I passed along a message. The Plaza Hotel in New York called. Uh, you're all set for your reservation next month in the Grantland Rice Suite. Which is <laughs> That's great. Cool. You know, I've got to ask you, are you like me? Anytime you hear a Bob Euchre highlight, you're expecting a joke. You're expecting it to be like a funny thing at the end, the end of the end of the highlight. All the time, he's the best. Yeah, except we, we forget he's actually a baseball announcer and a very good one, very I might add. One, yeah. yeah, Mr. All baseball. Ilo, appreciate it. Thank you. All right, so let's uh, let's continue with with this with this story from Tanya Ganguly, who asked Anthony Davis, "Hey, uh, we were talking about the movie that you were watching while you were getting a call from your agent, which was going to." Okay, potentially be telling you that you're now a Laker. Uh, you 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 were there. What was this question? What was she what was she asking you? I think I think uh, Vince is gonna play it right now. What movie were you watching? I don't even remember. It was like a blur. It just all happened so fast, you know. Um I can't even think of the name of it. It was like some sh- sh- sailor movie or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it was on, but it was pretty interesting. <laughs> All right, I got oh, a okay. guess. Bill, go ahead. Guess? Go ahead, sir. Do you have a guess? I'm going to go Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips? No, I was going to say Captain Ron. Okay. Captain Ron is the, but I think it's hilarious. First off, it's a good, it's a good movie, but he doesn't remember what it's called, which is actually pretty common because I've seen good movies and I've, I've not know, I've forgotten what they're, what they're called. Well, or you could say it's pretty common for Anthony Davis. I don't remember the hotel room. I don't yeah. remember the movie. Does Anthony Davis remember anything? But the fact he didn't say a. A ocean movie, or a, he said a sailor, sailor. A, like like Shirley Temple dancing in a sailor outfit, a sailor movie. Yeah, that I mean, because <laughs> that's what, crazy. The reason why I'm like perplexed by that is because he's 26, and what sailor movie would a 26 year old watch? Well, I'm Pearl a, Harbor. That Pearl Harbor, maybe. Yeah, that's are, are those guys considered sailors? The reason why I have to say it has to be something a bit blockbusterish, right? Like he's not going to watch some some uh, independent great sailor movie. It has to be something big and like blockbuster. With, how about, how about All know. Is Lost, the one with Robert Redford? See, no, that he's would not, be good. No, no, all, Deep Water. How about Master and Commander, the Far Side of the World? See, twenty six year old, not sixty two. Okay, okay. Just, that's he's not. It's I'm going something the last decade. 
when they're in water. I can't think of anything. What is it? All right, maybe I'll go semi-old at this point. Um, Hunt but, for Red October or something. But that's... I guess it, I guess those are sailors and subs, but yeah. you would, but you wouldn't think of that as a sailor movie. You think of that as a sub movie. True. Now, how about I, I wrote in a column today. I just hope it wasn't the perfect storm. Oh, that, oh see, <laughs> that would be a bad. That, that would be a bad sign. That's the poetic side of you. That is the, the poetic side of you right there. All right, so Anthony Davis again. We don't know. Say he doesn't know sailor movies, and he also doesn't know hotel rooms that he stays in. So this will be. This might be a year long thing or, uh, for you coming up. Maybe it was Popeye. That, I was gonna say that the, it was Popeye. That was low hanging fruit, but I feel like he would know Popeye, right? He would know if it was a Popeye. It's well, Robin Williams starting a Popeye movie. That would he be. Did. That would be. That's it. That's got to be it. But if no, you're right. Popeye, you're, you're right. And the fact that he's a millennial, there's no way he's watching Popeye. Or the fact, I mean, yeah, he's a millennial, but if he doesn't know who Popeye, the quote, sailor man is, <laughs> then I'm going to be a little upset at Anthony Davis. And it's going to make for a very long Although year. Although it was interesting, at the end of the press conference, um, and I don't know if we have this on tape, he said, I am what I am. <laughs> no. Okay. Not, well, was that biblical? Did he go? Uh, no, that's a Popeye reference. You don't even know that. I didn't know that one. Vince, did you know that? I did. I am what I am. I am what I am. Okay. That's a that's a pop. That, that's what For some reason, Vince, when you said it, I did. You don't I watch did enough that. sailor movies, Kelvin. Yeah, you well, need to be sailor movie oriented. Maybe I am closer to Anthony Davis now than I can't think of saying. All of my movies were. I mean, they were semi sailors. But of all the movies, a detective movie, a, a, a rom com, an action movie, is watching a sailor movie. That's you know. I love that. What was the, what, so wait? This was yesterday, right? The press I love, yeah. So then it would have been the night before, which would have been. And what was that? So what was that? Well, 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 no, it's when he found out about the trade. So it was like, oh, right, Julie, you're right. Okay, so it was like I'm trying month, to see because look, some nights you can tell the television expects you to be hanging out because they throw on the awful movies. They're like, oh, nobody. We're not going to throw on the great ones. We're not going to throw on Shawshank Redemption or or Pulp Fiction or Goodfellas tonight because nobody's watching. Well, yeah, but but I'm thinking he's probably got his his iPad hooked up to the TV, being a millennial, and probably can pick the movie whatever. No, he's not going that far. Oh, you don't think so? No, nah, he's just he's plopping on the room and he's just whatever's on is on. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's what. It, now the other th- speaking of on, what is going to be on his back? What number? So what this is was interesting because it reminds you of the power that when you I'm putting hundreds of millions and in LeBron's case potentially to end up being a billion dollars worth of, worth of uh, dollars. Um, when I'm putting money in your you know in your pocket, a la Nike. We're going to have to have a conversation about what jersey you choose to wear. So, remember, LeBron said he's going to kind of move out of the way and, and go back to LeBron was said it, he six. He's going to give him 23. And give, and give Anthony Davis 23. Come to find out, Nike says, hold up. And they told him to hold up on that because we have too many jerseys printed, too many, you know, back order of jerseys with 23. We can't just change your number. So now all of a sudden, Anthony Davis can't wear 23 and he chose to wear the number three. And I believe we have sound on this, do we not? We don't have sound. And if we don't, all right, well, we should get to sound on this because he answers this question as well. And he answers it in a great, again, a disarmingly honest fashion. And I really like that about it. Well, we'll, we'll and you paraphrase. We'll still get the play the exact sound for us. But can you paraphrase a bit? What yeah, he, he paraphrased. He basically said it was very hurtful for him, but he was saying it jokingly. And he went, I believe he's wearing number three. Yeah, he said three. Uh, he wore it, and he said elementary, but then later on he Instagrammed out a picture of him actually wearing it in middle school. He mentioned something about NBA 2K, and I don't know what he was talking I'm sure you know exactly what he's talking about. NBA, you're, I, you're younger than me. Uh, NBA 2K, of course, is the video game. That's the last video game that I played. I stopped and he playing. Said, he said, like, it, it, like, can you put numbers on? Everybody can have different numbers on there? 
Oh, I see what he's saying. Okay, he's saying the video game is going to be true to oh. real life. So, but can you alter it when you get oh, in there and okay. play the game? That's an interesting question. All right. Well, here's a, here's my question. Do you think LeBron? So so the the, the deal is they said that the NBA's got a March deadline for changing uniform numbers. Right. And number one and number two, Nike complained because they're lots so much money. LeBron, do you believe both? Do you believe that? Do I believe that they have, it's the money thing? No, no. Do you believe LeBron, did the smartest businessman, a, a landmark businessman in, in mm-hmm. the sports world, didn't know about the NBA's March deadline and, Actually, did, and, yes. did, and didn't consider the Nike financials? Yes, I believe it. You don't think Nike is just taking a taking a bullet for him. LeBron? Just changes his mind and says, "You know what? I don't I don't want to get my jersey up." No, I I think because I think Cause Le- how could that, that makes no sense though. To me, why, why does I mean he can't know every rule and think about it. The times that he changed the jersey were usually in the off season when it didn't really matter, uh, as opposed to, like meaning I'm just gonna I'm a, like he changed from 23 in Cleveland to going to Miami. So this was a whole new thing, whole new team, whole new jersey. This he's already a Laker wearing 23. So they're already assuming all right for the next four years he's gonna wear 23. So I can see where this the dynamic is already set with 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 what we've already ordered, what we've printed out, what we're rolling. Okay, with. so he has a team. Of business people around him, he's a he's a mul- he's a billionaire mogul, business mogul. You don't know, you don't check the rules before you you make that statement, or you don't check with Nike before you're. I, I can't. I think he changed his mind, and they said, you know what? We'll cover Nike. We'll we'll say it's our fault. I love the again. You said it earlier. Investigative mind of yours. Is I it, think you know? sometimes guys just grab the phone. This is the pro and con of the social media age. Okay. You can grab the phone immediately, right? Everyone's thinking, well, wait, you just got Eddie Davis. He wears 23 as well. And if you're LeBron, you can you know, you know, can put out that fire by simply saying, hey, I'll give it up. I'll go back to six. It's all good. And then you realize, well, we realize the technical difficulties with that. But in the moment, you just grab it from... Because these guys see stuff. What did Anthony Davis say? I immediately went to Instagram. What do we know about Ke- Kevin Durant? He's arguably the best player in the league, obviously, when he's healthy. Uh, but what does he do? He's reading accounts. You mentioned it earlier. You don't go because it's so visceral when you're on Instagram and on Twitter and all these things. And, and, and Kevin Durant, same thing. He's on his phone making burner accounts. These guys get... It's it's just... It's immediate. It's so immediate. As soon as they sit in a I car... See, to I, the, I can see your point. So they you just... Because think of LeBron so you, sits down in that car, town car, getting ready to take him to practice or whatever, and he just opens his phone and everyone's already tweeting. What is he going to do? He's 23. LeBron's 23. He's 23. He's like, I'll give up my number. You think so, really? And yeah, he does you know, that makes sense. Well, now, also, you, so you don't think LeBron drives? You think somebody drives him everywhere? Oh, absolutely. Well, where else can he record all his videos of him dancing? He's usually in those, what do they call them? Chris, uh, sprinters. Those are called sp- the big the sprinters. Now those are real big right now. What's a sprinter? A, a sprinter is a sprinter is like uh, uh, Usain Bolt. No, not 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 that in the traditional sense of a sprinter. Oh, okay. These are these instead of like a, a big you know the big white bus everybody loads in on like when you were uh, in middle school or high school going to play ball somewhere. So there's 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 not that, and then it's not quite a party bus. So it's it's more of a it's like a limo. It's like a Maybach bus. Or rolls, you know, it's okay. if you will. So it's customized how you'd want it. It's got amazing leather, comfortable seats. It's got surround system, the whole nine. And 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 you know, you got Mercedes. Will do a, uh, you know, all these big, nice, fun, fancy brands. Oh, there it do. is, a Sprinter van. Yeah. So so inside, once you get in, it's super custom and luxury, luxurious, and it's it's all of that. So usually people will get a Sprinter. Obviously, if you're if you're a bunch of people are putting in on a nice thing, hey, it's a bachelor party, let's get a Sprinter, something like that. I've got a Sprinter phone plan. I yeah. know that's 
Sprint. No, that's Sprint. Sprint. That's okay, Sprint. Sorry, we're going to okay. Sprint out of this break. Okay. Right now, that's what we're going to do. Coming to you live from Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. All you have to do is go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Come back. We'll do a Sunday paper. Oh, Sunday yes. Paper. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, something we do on the show every week. Yes, it's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to being a part it's of it. It's old school journalism. Sunday paper. Next, Bill Plasty, Kelvin Washington, Fox Sports Radio. You has nothing to fear when your spinach is near, says Popeye the Sailor Man. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Sunday. Bill Plasky to my right. Kelvin Washington in for Mike Harmon. Thanks for listening to us. Appreciate it. k Live. Bill Plasky, Fox Sports Radio on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to reach out to us if you'd like to to do so. And I'm, I'm really excited to do this because it's my first time filling in in this particular show. And then also joining you, Bill. And this is uh, what we call Sunday Paper. You've got your coffee. You're reclined in the comfy chair and the dog is relaxing at your feet. All that's missing is some background music and some reading material. Mike and Bill get you ready for the day in this edition of The Sunday Paper. And reading this Sunday paper is super producer Vince Close. And Vince, I, I'm excited to hear what you have. By the way, the little piano and the make you feel like you had a cocktail. Made me feel like I had a cocktail in a hotel no, lobby. Not, no, you. it's a Sunday paper, not a cocktail. I'm a, just, I'm a just, coffee. It was the music that you had wait, me feel. It you, had drink, me you drink at 6 o'clock in the morning? No, now you're, now you're putting me in AA. Here you go. Here you go. Vince, what do you have? All right. So our first edition of this week's Sunday paper, we're going to go to the food section. Now... Right. 
during his uh, courtship, I would say, between the three teams of the Clippers, Lakers, and Toronto Raptors, it was released that the Raptors were pretty much willing to give him the entire city. Free food, a penthouse, multiple options for what he was going to do. Not so in Los Angeles. One coffee shop named Alfredo Coffee has decided they are going to Alfred. ban... Oh, I'm sorry. Alfred Coffee. Uh, they have decided to ban Kawhi Leonard and Paul George from all locations because they failed to sign with the Lakers. Now, this was a tongue-in-cheek post, and later on Instagram, they posted, it was not. It was our intention in what was deemed to be lighthearted and competitive poke at the time to share a post that we now understand may have upset some sports fans. We apologize for offending anyone, as that was never our intention. No one has been or ever will be turned away from Alfred. We love L.A. Now, I thought it was pretty funny that the Clippers hatred would come in. So I thought I'd get your thoughts on the subject. It just drives me crazy. It just living in this town. And I know this show's going nationwide, but if you can understand, even in a lot of towns, New York, Chicago, where they have two teams, while there's a disparity in the in the fan bases, it's nothing like here with Lakers and Clippers. It is insane. 90% Laker fans, 10% Clipper fans, and the Laker fans are openly hostile to the Clippers. They're in the same town. They've never challenged them. They've never done anything to hurt them. It's so bad that Chris Paul and Blake Griffin stopped going to Dodger Stadium because they get booed. So imagine in LA, this is this is back when Lob City was going, you know, was going to the second round of the playoffs. A playoff LA basketball team plays right down the street from the Dodger Stadium, and you walk to the stadium and you're booed. It's because people are so so. This coffee shop, shame on that. It just it just rides me. Crazy. What what does everybody have against the Clippers, Kelvin? All right, so I have to split what you set up into two. So one, when you talk about the Clipper fans or the Laker fans booing the Clippers, I, I get I get your your sentiment there. I think it's more of a just the rich being richer. Like we already have everything, we want everything. We have the great players. We have a much more historic franchise, and, and we even want your ten percent of your fans. And we want that. We want all the space, all the air in LA when it comes to basketball. It will be interesting to see what Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are able to do with that, um, because they're very—they're they're obviously they're popular and obviously they're successful and they're good players. So it will be interesting to see if they can, you know, like if I don't think Kawhi Leonard gets booed at a Dodgers game. Oh, you know what? I think he does. We discussed this. I think he does. I don't, okay. They booed. Chris Paul was at the top of his game. Blake Griffin was the most popular athlete in the NBA, and they were booed at Dodger Stadium. But there's a respect factor, right? Game recognizes game. Kawhi Leonard is a champion. Blake and Chris Paul weren't. And I think there's they something They weren't champions here. We'll, we'll right. see. We'll I mean, see. But, I but I, that's going to be the true test. He will get booed, but it's slightly... I don't mind this coffee shop doing this, Bill. Oh, terrible. You, let terrible me tell idea. you why. How tone All deaf publicity is good publicity. You know how many people never heard of Alfred Coffee, and now they do? And they know it, and it's interesting. I thought it was tongue-in-cheek. I thought it was fun, and I'm disappointed that people got so uh, you know, uh, serious about this. They, they were just they were having gonna... fun. So I, I was okay with it, for me. Way to go, Alfred. Way to get us talking about it. Tyler Skagg passes away, and the Angels will see how they honored him next. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Bill Plasky, award-winning columnist for the LA Times. K-Dub Live for me, Kelvin Washington with you. K-Dub Live on uh, social media. Bill Plasky on social media. And and Bill, uh, very interested to talk about this. And I really want to hear what you have to say. Your thoughts on this, of course, covering LA for so long. And this being a very uh, sentimental and very inspirational moment. Tyler Skaggs, as we know, uh, pitcher for the Angels passed away last week at the age of 27 and finally had their first home game, the Angels, and uh, they won and this is how the final call went. One out away and the first pitch is outside for ball one. 
Taylor Cole started it. He retired six batters in his first two innings. And this is ground ball to second base. Rent Hefel falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. No hitter there, Bill. I mean... What a night. What a night. You've been covering... LA for so long. Uh, number one, just they could have won the game, and that would have been enough, right? Even if just won a normal baseball game, but they won. They were honoring him. We were able to get the W. That'd be nice. Uh, they could have won the game in, in some walk off fashion. That would be nice. But to get a no hitter, the eleventh one in the franchise, uh, how amazing is that? And to split it between Taylor Cole and Felix Pena. I mean, how it was, that's it it's, was, if you look at it, remarkable. it was almost supernatural. It was almost the way it happened, you know, the first home game since Tyler Skaggs' death, um, the way they honored him. The game started out, Tyler Skaggs' mom threw out the first pitch, yep. threw a dead strike, a perfect strike, excuse my language, threw a perfect strike. It was, it was, uh, and then the game just continued. They scored seven runs in the first inning, and they had, it's, and there's all these numbers, and I'm going to read you some of these numbers. You tell me if something wasn't happening that night. So they scored seven runs in the first inning and 13 overall. Tyler Skaggs' birthday is seven thirteen. Mm. All right, they had it was the first combined no hitter in California by a team since the Orioles did did it to the A's on seven thirteen ninety one. Tyler Skaggs' birthday. I mean, he's actual the day he was born. That okay, was now last, that's scary. That was the last. It 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 it, it continues. It was the eleventh no hitter in Angel history. Tyler Skaggs wore number eleven in Santa Monica High School. I mean, okay, so I am a spiritual person, you know. I'm, yes, a, you know, yeah, I and, am too, you know. So uh, th- that the numbers you just read, especially the the one where you said it was on his exact birthday, birthday. that that is a little that's a little freaky. There, I can't I can't lie. All right, and so uh, here's a quote from D. Gordon, who plays for the Mariners. Quote, and this is D. Gordon. Remember, he played for the uh, Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins, when Jose Fernandez died. Yep. And remember, D. Gordon came up the first at bat in this first game since Jose Fernandez's death and hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is D. Gordon playing for the Mariners, speaking last night or two, or two nights ago, Friday night. Quote, I got one thing to say, and I said it three years ago, and I'm going to be done with it. If you don't believe in God, you might want to start. I said it three years ago when I hit the homer for Jose. They had a no-hitter today. You all better start. That's all I got. Mm. Wow, that's profound. That's deep. You know what it reminded me of, and 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 the D Gordon is a, is a great one. It's apropos, of course, especially considering he was involved in this game uh, as well. He has to be. I mean, he at some point D Gordon, the way he feels in the spirituality, he's going to end up being a preacher after this, right? He's being a being part of these. He's a great uh, these, guy. These anyway, moments. he's a great guy. Uh, it, it, these things happen. I, I I thought about when remember when. Uh, Brett Favre's father passed away and then the Monday night game everyone's like well do you play do you not he decides to play said my dad would want me to do what he said the five touchdowns in like the first half I mean there are these moments where you're reminded especially in the day and age now that we live in with blogs and this and social media where if you mentioned earlier where it can be a nasty place and just you kind of it's a little more uh you know depressing to talk about stuff because everybody has to have a hot take everybody has to go at each other ah you're reminded of the beauty of sports. You're reminded of what sports can be at its best, at its finest. And uh, and that was a moment, again, a couple of nights ago with the Angels. I mean, come on. And then they all honor him, Tyler Skaggs, by putting their jersey on the their, his number and the jersey on the mound. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it all just... All the jerseys on the mound. Yep, all the jerseys on the mound. And uh, just, you know, just... It is something to it, and there's something that, you know, goosebumps and, and something mythical, spiritual, whatever word you'd like to use, but... 
there's something to it, and it happens time and time again where we have these moments where you think there's no way that can happen, and it does. Um, and it's just it's it's been beautiful to experience. And so uh, for them, some of the players talked about how it just it's, they said it was crazy because three hours earlier. Everyone's crying, emotional, sad tears because you know, man, we got to go out here and play. I miss my, I miss my guy. Then they come out and they're crying, emotional tears afterwards, but in, in a happy, pleasant way because they're like, wow, we just honor him in such a cool way. Yeah, I mean, well, well, then Mike, you know, Mike Trout opened the game with a home run, a first pitch fastball from Mariners starter Mike Leake. Uh, Trout has swung at only sixteen percent of the first pitches he's seen this season. Well, speaking of Mike Trout, let's actually hear from him. Okay. We kind of got together in Texas, uh, talked to Billy, you know, we were trying to figure out the best way to, you know, honor him. And, um, you know, we thought that uh, the group, our team should, you know, wear Skaggs and uh, the number 45 on our back. And we all agreed on that and think that's the best way we could honor him. And, you know, everybody um, going out there and showing the support to his family. I think you're looking at a nominee for a best sports moment. <laughs> it's early because, you know, you're kind of the, 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 the clock just turns around now. We start over. But I think you're looking at a best play nominee right there. Well, or best, look, uh, best moment. I'm sorry. You're best also sports looking moment. at the emergence of Mike Trout as this this quiet anomaly, this quietly tremendous baseball player into a leader, into a human being that everybody can see. I mean, he's, he's really take the leadership role of this team during this time. Way to, way to make me have to go Debbie Downer, Bill, because I don't – I. I'm going to say I agree for this moment uh, because it is very, uh, this is very, you know, this is a personal thing in a sense of an organization. It's personal for the Angels, right? Like this is one of their own. He's no longer with us and it's an emotional situation. But I don't think it'll extend past that. As, as we're looking at here, uh, one of the TVs had just showed LeBron. They're talking Lakers. And I don't think it's going to get to LeBron status where you're talking about anything. right? I'm talking about from being a family man to being a businessman to being outspoken about politics. Like I don't think Mike Trout's going to... I think I think once this story, unfortunately, you know, kind of you know, wavers a bit, I think that'll be the end of Mike Trout speaking out. I, I hope you're right in that we'll start to hear from him more. And we'll well, to- it's not... I mean, it's not his personality. But I think he's seen what his leadership can do, and being more vocal in his leadership, what it can do, and how the effect it can have on people. I like that. I I, I get that, and I hope you're right. And maybe and maybe it will. Um, I've always used an example, just a very small one, of why I think Mike Trout doesn't. Um, it's it's similar to the what's to gain aspect. Like why why people say, well, why would Zion Williamson do a dunk contest? What's to gain? It's only to lose. And I think Mike Trout experienced that on Twitter. I remember a few years ago. Uh, he Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather was in a fight. He had a big fight coming up, and Mike Trout, who I guess you know is a Mayweather fan, he sends out a tweets out. I believe it was nothing but um, TBE, the best ever, or, or uh, what's Floyd TMT, the money team. He put out hashtag TMT, the money team, and everybody knows what that means. It's Floyd Mayweather. That's all he put, and people were on his. He's a woman beater. He's a this. He's a that. And they were going at Mike Trout. And, and, and That's as Twitter. If, and as if Mike Trout couldn't just simply enjoy a fight like everyone else. Think about it. These things set box office records or, you know, uh, yeah. pay-per-view records. Clearly, a lot of people are watching it, Bill. But Mike Trout is not allowed to do it. So, uh, I, and, and from then on, like, he really rarely uses Twitter, rarely even speaks. So, I think that was a moment where peeks his head out just a bit and it's like that game you ever been to, remember you go to an arcade whack-a-mole whack-a-mole exactly and i think he as soon as he peeks his head up a bit pop 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 pop, pop he gets in he's like you know what i don't what's the what's the game what's the point i'll go back i'll just be the best player in baseball and i'll just move on like that 
Yeah, I mean, he's before the, this tragedy, he was best known off the field for his weather reports. Right? He's like mm-hmm. a big, he's like a weather junkie, and that's kind of as bizarre. And he was cited. Baseball cited him as one of the people complaining that baseball's not marketed well enough. They cited him as the fact that he doesn't like to be marketed, and he's the best player. I mean, he could. We, I said this a million times. He could walk into this coffee shop across the street here, and nobody would know who he is. Oh, and that is completely true. As the kids say, Bill, facts. I mean, he he could walk. We're in L.A. in the town in which he plays for the most part, and if he is in normal street clothes, you're right. I mean. The only thing would be maybe his build. He is you. You would at least would say, okay, I don't know who that guy is, but he's, he's, he's for sure he's, an athlete. He's an athlete. <laughs> you would say that because of his build. I mean, he's walking around looking like a linebacker, except he plays outfield. Um, but there is something to your best player is not known. Your best player in football, maybe not your best, but your most known. We would all agree is Tom Brady. I think everybody knows Tom Brady in the NBA. You'd say it's LeBron or Steph. I think everybody knows LeBron, Steph, or Kevin Durant. I mean, you can kind of go down the well, line. Well, and, and, and it and it goes to what I, my biggest complaint about baseball in general is that. I don't think Mike Trout's is it's it's not his fault. He is who he is. He does enough for me. He does enough on the field. But everyone else, other players, they don't talk all the time like NBA players do. They're not on social media like NBA players do. They don't engage in fans like NBA players do. The union doesn't make them do anything like NBA players do. Uh, baseball players, the fault that baseball is not marketed and people aren't well known. To me, the fault lies with the players in the union. Well, I always say this about baseball. And they've gotten better. I'll give them credit. Give credit where it's due. The last few years, uh, Rob Manfred, I think, has tried to do this. I think he listens. He's kind of you know similar to Adam Silver where I may not do everything everybody wants, but I'm going to at least listen and we'll try to be much more player friendly. Uh, baseball falls in love with Ghost. Baseball, I mean, the. let me tell you something. As a casual baseball fan... I probably know more old baseball players than I do now. I mean, they go. I mean, they will. They are going to Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, you to death. I mean, they're going to bring them up anytime. Joe DiMaggio, you go down and down the line. Ty Cobb, whatever. Baseball loves its numbers, its history, and that is great. And you should you should respect and treasure it because that's what brought you to this point. But they market ghosts better than they do live players. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's they don't and they, when you market a lot of players. Did you see the, the the commercial? Let the kids play. Yes, they had that commercial, and half the players nobody recognized in the commercial. Right but then, right after the commercial happened, there was a game which Tim Anderson, he's a shortstop for the Chicago White Sox. He had a tremendous bat flip for the White Sox. Brad Keller, this young pitcher for the Royals, then hit him in the butt afterward for for having a bat flip, and I'm like. Even the kids won't let the kids play. Oh, no, because they are brought it's up by the their dads who the culture is this. The code is this. You it's don't crazy. do this. You it's don't do cra- that. And it's crazy. And and there you have it. And, and, and I'll say this before we break. Look, you're in a situation where kids aren't watching full games anymore. No, not sport. at all. Not at all. They want to see the red zone. They want to see the quick highlight. And one thing that basketball has is it's a much it's a cool highlight. You can say, hey, look at James Harden with a ridiculous crossover fadeaway step back three. Boom. And you now it's on House of Highlights or whatever on Instagram, and they share it to their friends. Here's a big-time dunk. Here's Steph Curry with a crazy shot. And and baseball's taken out of it its own nice double plays because nobody hits infield. No, it's either a home run or a strikeout. they kind of taken away some of the plays that will be cool to then, you know, 
descend around and circulate through social media and whatnot. And also, again, they take away the fun because anytime you have fun, you're 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 abused. It's like a punishment when you do have fun. So uh, it will, you know, and, it, and it's just it's much more of a regional thing. We know that, so we don't have to harp on that. We know that. But the point is, awesome moment for uh, Tyler Skaggs and the whole uh, family there, and way to honor him by getting a no hitter, two man no hitter. That's pretty awesome there. Hey, great news! There's a quick and easy way you can save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. Uh, so NFL, the owners, Bill, they're proposing an 18 game season. That's crazy with restrictions. I was going to say, tell me how you feel on the next. I one, should but- tease it. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's that's right. I blow the tease every day. No, every, this, this right. shows but, about blowing teases. But watch how much of a professional I am. You say it's crazy. Tell me why next. Bill Plasky, Kelvin Washington, Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Sports, Fox Sports Sundays with Bill Plasky. I'm Kelvin Washington in for Mike Harmon. Uh, Bill, I, I think, I mean, we have plenty of people listening right now, but I think we have a VIP listener yes. who you would want to shout out. Yes, we've talked about her on the show. She's been on the show before, my mother, Mary Margaret Plasky. Hey, Mary. She's a lo- 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 lovely woman, lives in Louisville, Kentucky. She was on the show for Mother's Day talking about it. We had her as a guest. So she, my daughter, one of my daughters, gave her the app, put the app in her phone so she can listen to the show. So she texted me today, just texted me, as she's the same thing she texted me last week. Real excited. Bill, I'm watching. <laughs> okay, mom, you're not watching. <laughs> okay, you're listening unless you've got a, some kind of newfangled app. I, mean, I can not see any TV cameras in here, but I love my mother for this show. She says, I'm watching. And she says, enjoy the show so much. Wondering about your choice of hotels. So, yes, I probably, that's my mother saying I spend too much money on hotels. So, you just named about three reasons why I like your mom. 
Oh, and she's, even, she's the absolute greatest. Number one, she's, you're assuming she's not watching. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Listen, moms have a way, and you don't know, the same way your daughter put an app on her phone to listen, she may have told your daughter, hey, sweetie, put an app on his phone so I can watch. The and there may be some spy app on your phone or something. You don't know. This is a mother we're talking about here, Bill. Although what she does watch on Sunday is she watches mass on TV. Okay. <laughs> that's, okay. It's, that's tremendous. So that that's funny. That actually, you know, <laughs> I think I don't think she's alone with that. No. And also because she seems to be on my side that you're outrageous, the fact that you want to spend yes. $500 like it's nothing. Uh, just to I don't go on that many vacations. I take one, or, one a year. If you spend, save your money up for that. I stayed... A week in Maui, I got the whole vacation had all year long, and I stayed at the Ritz <laughs> Be- because because that's the only that's what I save all my money for. Vince, we're doing it wrong. Okay, we need to step our game up, and and so that we can then stay at the Ritz in Maui, but mind you, uh, and, and stay there for. I'm assuming if it's the, it's the only vacation you take all year, you would you would do the same. Well, yeah, I'd spend some cash. If I, it yes. was my one year yes, yeah, once in a while yeah, vacation, because yeah. I don't go on that many, I would probably spend a little extra cash on it. Extra room on the on the airplane? I, I, I pay for, do you pay for the extra economy plus on the airplanes? Depends on... See, now I'm in that phase where, is it me or is it me, the wife? And oh, now, God bless you with your two daughters. My oh, daughter, my gosh. My daughter, here you go. You want to talk finances? Let's talk finances. <laughs> my daughter is... Uh, she'll be three in November. So do you know how difficult it was to buy a tiny human and spend the same I don't know, four or five hundred dollars it cost me to get this yep. seat on her? Plus do, all yes. And here's what's funny. Same. So the I had to go back to for to Michigan where I'm from for a trip. So I said, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll bring her, so that way my wife only has to, you know, deal with one yeah. kid. All right. So I bring her, bring Kennedy, and Kennedy comes with me, and they say, "How old is she?" Now Kennedy is a couple, you know, she's a couple of months over over uh, two, which now you're supposed to pay. And you said she was under and two. I said <laughs> she was under two. Oh no! And I said, <laughs> an oldest parent trick in the world. And I said, because what we're not going to do, we're not paying four or five hundred dollars for this flight. Let me tell you how much I'm telling you, parents, right now, whose child is uh, twenty months, twenty two months. When they get two years, just go ahead and pay because you think it's cute. But when you sit there and you have to hold this big two-year-old, you never realize how big they are. She was on your lap the whole flight to Michigan. The whole flight because God I, it bless was you. booked. And so I'm holding her oh, and I'm trying gosh. to hold you know, whatever snacks she wanted and I'm trying to hold my phone and it just it, it was ridiculous. And, and this is a, uh, a nonstop from L.A. to Detroit. So we're talking four, almost five hours. Oh, my gosh. And a minute, all I'm thinking is me being cheap. It's probably putting a permanent crook in my neck. I mean, and I, I have like permanent shoulder damage from holding her all tight. So I learned, I said, you know what? Yes, it's expensive, but it's worth it. The next trip we're going, now my wife is going, so she can't fathom. I mean, there's no kid discount. I said, babe, a seat is a seat. A seat is a seat. You know, this isn't food where they're going to give you half the pizza, you do, know, and give you Do you, you like really pizza. stress out with traveling with your children? Uh, we're, we're pretty good. We're pretty good. Yeah, there's, there's, we're minimal stress. There is stress involved, but we're minimal. I see other families who are just ultra dying. Yes. But, but, but what I always tell families is, you know what? Don't worry about the kid crying because we get to get off the plane. The kid, you know, we, we eventually get to walk away. 
from, right. from your child. So don't, I tell parents, don't even worry about it. Let the kid cry. If somebody gets bothered by it, the plane's going to land eventually. They're going to get off. They're going to be fine. But see, you have kids. And I so, think yeah. there's a there's a, there's a a growing number, especially as statistics show, that people are having kids either later or choosing to not have kids. So I think you get a lot of people, you know, I'm the, the 38-year-old business guy on trip. He has, doesn't have kids. And he can't relate. You, like myself, having kids when I travel by myself oh. now, I am... Empathetic, I say. Wow, no, I see him I coming it. down I the. Come, I see him coming down the aisle carrying all the all the diaper bags and the toys, and the dad's got two kids hanging. And mom's got. I said, oh, right. God bless him. And, and see, you say God bless him, and the other people go, God, they yeah. <laughs> that they're getting on with those babies, you know. And so it's one of those. If you have them, you can understand. Or if you're if you're not too far removed, maybe you're too far removed from your kids, or you know, you haven't had to live with them for twenty years, and you no longer can relate. So uh, you're right. All right. Speaking of kids. The NFL is uh, big kids looking to add a little something to their big kids, and uh, that is another couple of games going from sixteen to eighteen games. Now we remember there's been conversation of maybe going to twenty games, and uh, and we've had these conversations over the last few years. But they're looking at doing that, having a regular season of eighteen games, and then having restrictions where players can only play in sixteen games. This is insane. Do you agree? This is insanity. This will never happen. I, I want to hear your uh, explanation. <laughs> so of the NFL, so, bas- so basically, they'll be playing a season with two games with backup quarterbacks. There's not enough quarterbacks to go around right now as it is. Right. You're asking, and every Sunday, the thing about what makes the NFL so special is that unlike other sports where there's load management, NFL every game matters. Every game, every eight sixteen games is a, every game is an event. Right. Every week is an event. Every game is the two teams going the best against the best. To have it like this, meaning, okay, two games of backup quarterbacks. What are you going to do with punt- punters and kickers? Do, do teams have to start adding backup kickers and punters? Let's not get carried away. And, They'll be fine. And, and, what if, no, and, and what if a team decides to wait until the end of the season and then just play the subs the last two games of the season because they're tanking? I mean, there's so many variables that can be terrible and I want NFL's what makes it work is that every game matters. Suddenly these games aren't going to matter as much. That's you're, ridiculous. You're, so, you're you're dead on with that. I mean that's the first and really the primary point. Every game matters if you're if you're a team uh you know you're all in first of all you're all in no matter what but every game matters. You're up 3, you're up 3-0, you're saying, "All right, we're good. We're up 4 we're 4. We haven't lost a game. We're 4-0. Well, then you could lose the next two and you could be staring at all of a sudden you're not even in the playoffs." So every game matters in the NFL and that's why every week they get so much money, but that's why fans are truly fanatical when it comes to the NFL. That's why it's a behemoth in American sports. Um but also to this, when we have these conversations about health of players, right? Now, I understand they say they can only play 16 games, but you're still just prolonging the season. Uh, and they even talked about the idea of even pro, uh, adding more teams in the in the postseason. So they're just they're making it to me where it's if, if we're talking about players' health and we're fine, trying to find ways to keep these guys healthy, to me this just doesn't add because, yes, again, they're only playing 16 games, but that's more practice time. That's more just the, the way you, you elongate the season anyway and just more opportunities for guys to get hurt in a sport where you're 100% going to get hurt, it's how bad or how severe is the injury. So I, I, I don't think um, Demore Smith has come out and said he, uh, he doesn't think the you know the, the, the NFLPA is going to roll with this. They're going to be down with this. Oh, he's already I, said that. Yeah, I okay. don't think they. I don't think they would. Um, it just it doesn't make sense, and it obviously just seems like a money grab uh, to me, at least. Yeah, and I think the NFL needs to shorten the season 
anyway. And 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 of course they'll they'll never do that because of the money. When you but, say but season, the, you mean preseason? Yes. Or the, yes. Okay. Yeah, get, okay. Get rid of the preseason. You know what does? You know what doesn't have preseason and does quite well? College football. There's no preseason games in college football. Why is there four preseason games in NFL? Because of the money. Because they because they force season ticket holders to buy those extra two games, those two home games. That's ridiculous. Get rid of the preseason football and start the season. You know, with with the first game, just like colleges. That'll protect the players a lot more. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, it seems like a big time money grab. Um, not into it, and I don't even. I don't. I don't even think is there. All right, so we got four guys in here. Is anybody open to this? Is it, I mean, is it just Bill and I, or, or does this? Does anybody want this? So I'm down for an 18 game season. Oh, I Vince. think it's silly to hold a player out because if they're going to get injured, it's going to happen at any point it's just in the season. Happen, right. It's just going to happen. So I'm fine with cutting two games in the preseason. I'd actually be fine with starters not playing the preseason whatsoever. It should really be about getting the new guys acclimated and who's going to be on your team and then you go into the season. But I can't charge you $100 sure they can. for parking. At, well, the, at well the, Rams, the Rams didn't play in their starters last year yeah. during preseason at all. So they've already started <laughs> doing that. So I, I yeah. would, I, I'm in favor of an 18, 18 uh, season games. So okay, okay, so Vince, you want to see a, a team, a game with two backup quarterbacks? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, saying, I'm, no saying restrictions. It's, I'm saying it's silly to have those restrictions. Yeah. So you want the players who are killing themselves now to kill themselves even more. This is a dangerous sport. It's such a dangerous sport. I think that the wear and tear on the players is so much. I, the players will never agree to 18 games. No, this is a sport. I mean, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. I just, I just want to say, like this whole, this whole proposal and all the labor about it, just it kind of stinks. You know, we've got the CBA coming up in 2020. And fe- yeah, and this feels like an opening salvo to that in several regards. One in that you are kind of pushing players towards this idea of 18. The hunger, the the populace out there is hungry for 18. So any any players pushing the PA pushing back against it without some some sort of uh, concessions will uh, obviously get you know seen in a negative light. And more to the point too is like you start to introduce more guys this this idea of like hey maybe you could start maybe you could start and you kind of weaken the 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 cohesion of the players association by give by being like well you know maybe you could end up taking over for these guys you don't need to you know you you don't need the guidance just to try to weaken the position of labor out there going into the CBA the whole thing just feels like a bit of propaganda towards that and a bit of testing the waters to just see what they can get away with you know what, what? What makes me mad though is the players, in general. For example, the players, I say they'll never get eighteen game schedule. If they give them enough money, they will. Because do you agree, Kelvin? In fact, Thursday night football, they is all some, hate is it. But, something they all yeah. hate it, but they they're not gonna they're not gonna go on strike over it because it, it puts more money in your pockets. That's the one league that there's gonna. That I don't see a strike happening anywhere because the guys. There have been too many examples where things didn't go right and guys lost money quickly. Vince Young being one of them. Uh, continue the football conversation because speaking of money, Melvin Gordon once more will Dak get all the money he wants? We'll talk about it next. Right now, it's trending. Isaac Lohenkron. Kelvin and Bill, it's the men's singles final at Wimbledon between Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. Not surprisingly, the opening set went to a tiebreak. Here's how it ended. First serve is well returned from Novak. Forehand is inside out from Federer. He's running around his backhand. Another inside out forehand. Backhand is a slight miss and it's wide. Another unforced error off the backhand from Roger Federer. Gifts Djokovic the opening set. 
both guys going at it with hammer and tongs, but after 58 minutes, it's Djokovic who comes out on top. Seven games to six. That was Barry Cowan with the call on Radio Wimbledon. I've uh, never heard the phrase hammer and, and tongs. tongs before. Have but you Arlo, I know, but in general, Arlo, isn't tennis just horrible on radio? <laughs> just horrible. I had no idea who won that point. In general, it's horrible on the radio, <laughs> but when it's a British guy... Saying it hammer just, and tongs. It, yeah. just, it just sounds right. That makes up for it. We're, <laughs> we're going hammer and tongs today, Arlo. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me, uh, there was a very famous announcer for the Pittsburgh Pirates, legendary announcer back in the day, Bob Prince and the Pittsburgh Penguins expansion franchise in their first year hired him to do hockey because uh, he was a local legend and they figured it would be good publicity. He had never done hockey, so on the radio, his hockey broadcast would be They got it, we got it. They got it, we got it. Far cry from Mike Emmerich. So Djokovic wins the first set in a tiebreaker, but Federer is dominating yeah. the second set. He's up 5-1 over Djokovic in the second set and, in fact, has his third set point as we speak. In Major League Baseball, meanwhile, as Federer has just, he just, won, he just won the second set point, so he takes the second set 6-1. They're tied at one set apiece. Major League Baseball on Saturday night. Dodgers 11-2 winners over the Red Sox at Fenway. They had four home runs, including the 31st by Cody Bellinger, tying the Major League lead. Reds wanted Colorado 17-9. Cincinnati's Phillip Irvin 6-for-6 six six at the plate. Angels hit three home runs, including Mike Trout's 30th in a 9-2 victory over the Seattle Mariners. Back to Calvin Washington in for Michael Harmon and Bill Plaschke about to go at it. Hammer and tongs about Melvin Gordon in 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And Kelvin and Bill, I submit to you the ILO plan. Two preseason games, 17 regular season games with two bye weeks. Problem solved. You're welcome. Yeah, that's, that's, I took a pause that's a good, there. That's a good, that's a good yeah, I took a pause there. You're giving an extra bye week. I do like that. Why preseason games? Why do you, ILO, why do you need a preseason game? It's called scrimmages. You it's called camp scrimmages. You don't necessarily do. I think you only need one, and the reason is first games of the year in college football are really sloppy with a lot of offsides and false starts. If you have just one preseason game in the NFL, that'll get rid of that. So one preseason game will be fine with me. That's no. just the problem. It, I mean, if you're giving them more games, of course, then, then fine. The, the, I think the owners could potentially say fine in the sense that, okay, we're getting our money on the back end. It's frozen up front with the earlier preseason games. But there's no way they're just going to have a 16-game season and lose the preseason. You can't do that two paces out that too. They're not going backwards with money. One thing rich people don't like is to lose money. Rich yeah. people want to continue to get richer. So the idea that they would give up. So, yeah, I, I, I double two buys in a year. Okay, you're talking. I think guys might listen. You, you at least you, you have their ears perked up a bit. I think. Oh, th- that would mess up the fantasy players. Oh, that's, no. a, that's a good point. <laughs> I think everybody be. But also, well, also, can we stop game. calling them preseason games? Can we call them exhibition games? Why are they exhibition games and everything else? But in football, they're preseason games. They're exhibitions. Well, it's NBA preseason. They call it NBA it's NBA preseason. Yeah, but what does NHL call it? Vince, anybody? Does it call? It, they have preseason games at all? I think NHL calls it preseason as well. Yeah, I think we all call it preseason. Baseball calls spring training exhibition. I like I like the football to do the same. That's what it is. Quit quit trying to act like it's a real game because it's not. Well, you know what else is in the game? Money. 
money right. is not a game, right? People that matters. And to Melvin people. Gordon's not playing and a Melvin game. Melvin Gordon is not playing around. He wants more money. Uh, he's still another year on his deal, uh, but of course he he's going to get. I think he was set to make five point six million this year, but he wants more than that. Um, and he said that he, you know, look. He's willing to sit out. His agent came out and talked to him, talked for him, and said he's willing to, you know, to hold out because it's, it's, there's been no real progress when it comes to a new contract. Uh, he has made the Pro Bowl last couple of seasons. He had a really good season for them last year, most scrimmage yards since Ladainian Tomlinson back in 2007. So if you're looking at just on paper, you would say a team that is continually, continually trying to be a Super Bowl contender, and they keep having great seasons. Uh, he's going to be a large part of why that's the case. So. Pay the man his money. So here we are again with the NFL and specifically that position, Bill, running backs, having to, you know, say, hey, I'm worth this money. When we were covering, you know, you were covering it and I was watching uh, pro football, the running back was a coveted position. Yes, the quarterbacks, of course, as well, but you got your Barry Sanders, your Thurman Thomas, your Emmitt Smiths, and all these big name guys, and especially if you go even further back than that. So now the NFL views running backs as, eh, I guess I'll pay you, even if you're the best player on our team, Le'Veon Le- Bell and, um, and you know David Johnson. Now these guys eventually got paid, but it's not as easy as quarterbacks. Well, first of all, Melvin Gordon's done a great job. His He's the highest-rated running back against eight or eight, eight man or more defensive uh, when they were in the box in, in the in the NFL last year. And again, like you said, is one hundred fourteen point six per game from scrimmage, the most since LT twelve years ago for the Chargers. So he's a stud running back. His in, first off, his impact in Los Angeles. Well, the, one of the tweets from one of the uh, news sources, you know, announcing that he's you know might, might hold out. Called him the San Diego Chargers, so, so people, so people still think he plays in San Diego. But number two, let's look at some of the contracts given recently to big contracts to running backs. David Johnson got a big contract. Mm-hmm. What happened? Todd Gurley got a big contract. What happened? Le'Veon Bell sat out and had to get. You now we don't know what's going to happen with him. I just don't know. I mean, part of me says, well, you got to keep him. The Rams paid Gurley last year, kept him happy. Got to a Super Bowl, but now they're stuck with a deal that may be no good because he's, he's he's got arthritis in his knees. So you have that. David Johnson got hurt right away. Never been the same. Never been the same. So you have that problem. But again, they have Philip Rivers is not getting any younger. The window's closing on these guys. They got one one or two more years to do it. I mean, it's a really what's the Chargers in a tough situation. I can see both ways. I mean, they can go to well, Austin Eckler. Yeah, can probably get, they can go to a committee by running back by committee. And again, also Melvin Gordon's only played sixteen games once in his career. I mean, in, you know, in, in his four-year career, so he's not. He didn't like you know. He's always healthy. It's a tough. It's a tough it, call. It, it really, it's a tough it, call. It really is tough because of the reasons that you know you you mentioned, and 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 now we see it more in the NFL where running back, as you mentioned, by committee, or the simple fact that it just they just rotate guys every couple of years. Like, all right, this guy was good for us for a year or two, and who's the next guy? Um, it's a position where we know guys get hurt. It's a position where they're looking at the tread on those tires. Right? They're looking at. They're saying, hey, you're 26. All right, he's 28. That's right. He's 26, but they know that. 
by 28 is where they say that's kind of the, the magic year where running backs are no longer the same. So it's a very difficult position, which is also why on the other side, if I'm Melvin Gordon, I see why you're trying to get the money now because odds are if you have any inclination that you're you, you know you're declining a bit or maybe you're not you're not even declining you're just not going to get any better then all of a sudden you're not going to get paid on that next contract so why not try to get it now uh well, here, so, so, here's, here's a question for you do you think he could sit out a year do you think Le'Veon Bell sitting out a year while it cost him a lot of money he got a job right away he's got a he's in a good position he's got a year off his body could this, be a, could this be a trend? The, is, that's is, I, I get where you're going with that. I think the difference is uh, Le'Veon Bell is a is a special back. Uh, Melvin Gordon is really good. I don't think he's on Le'Veon Bell's talent level. Man, just below, just below. I don't think it's a, a drastic gap. Um, and I think that's partly why you're able to do that with Le'Veon Bell, especially consider the weapon he is catching the ball. So I think teams look at him and say, "Man, what you know? He's not just a running back; he's just an offensive talent." Well, period. Melvin Gordon, 490 yards out of the backfield. Yeah, last but that's year. not Le'Veon Bell level, right? Le'Veon Bell is, is that guy. You know, he is, we, we mentioned LT. He's you know he's an LT of his era. Not saying he's that good. Um, you know, we'll see. LT had such sustained success, um, but that that's why. So uh, a little bit later, we can definitely touch on Dak Prescott one get paid in the quarterback position seems they always get their money we'll do that a little bit later on but bill these are a few of your favorite things bill's favorite things that's exactly how the, the how the segment begins <laughs> next you've been listening no we'll do it next is fox sports radio i'm trying to figure out who's the dancing queen right now yeah, well, no, that's my that's my theme song it is it is oh, no yeah i love abba <laughs> all right there you they have always it. play abba before my segment okay and you know as long as we get you in the mood bill that's all that matters you Fox Sports Sunday, that is the voice of Bill Plasky singing. If you want to hear that or not, Kelvin Washington with you in for Mike Harmon. You can always listen on the iHeartRadio app. And you can also find the show on iTunes. Just subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends and download the show every week. And hello to Mama Plasky as well. We know she is listening. All right, Bill. Uh, Bill, it's a few of your favorite things. Everyone has an opinion in sports. And many only focus on the negative. Not our Bill Plaschke. Bill looks for the best in all situations. These are a few of my favorite things. These are Bill's favorite things. Well, this Saturday in Bloomington, Indiana, my oldest daughter, Tessa, is getting married. I'm the father of the bride. It's a big week for me. And I'm going to list five of my favorite things about the wedding. Okay, I'm interested. Number one, of course, walking her down the aisle. Now, do I do the slow walk? Do I do a quick? How would you handle the walk down the aisle? Do I, do I, am I going to cry? Well, that's a guess. You seem, if I had to guess. Yes. You I'm, I'm seem crying like now. an emotional guy. <laughs> yes. You seem like an emotional guy. Um, so you're going to cry. In fact, you're going to cry before you even, it's your turn to walk down. You're going to cry before. I already know that. Yeah, okay. So that, that's yeah, And you're right. And, and you know what? Find a nice pace. Even if the wedding planner tells you, we're going to go, you know, we're going to go left to right. Or we're going to do this or that. You're right. Just okay, find, find your own nice, pace. Find it's pace. your, it's, it's, you're the dad. This is your mom with your daughter. Find a nice pace. Don't, don't okay. overthink it. Okay. That's good. Number two is the wedding toast. And I'll be giving the toast at the, during the reception. And I'm not sure, do I talk, and I have, I'm going to write it out probably today, do I talk about her as a little girl, or do I talk about her and Charlie Landis, her husband, her fiancé, as when they met? I mean, what do you say, I've, I've gone online and looked at some of these wedding yes. toasts, 
I mean, what's the what's the good wedding toast to do? The one thing I'm going to tell you here: don't be investigative, Bill. Okay, no more going online. I want this to all come from your heart. Okay, okay. No okay, more reading okay. with other people. I want this to be genuinely you. No thoughts about how it should go. So you go from the heart, and I think you absolutely have to add things to when she was a little girl because that is when she first, you know, pierced your heart, if you will. So That's you have stuff. to bring that up. Pierce my heart. I'm going to use that. Pierce use my that, heart. Use that. I'm going to use that. All right. As I said it, I was like, does that make sense? But it felt it felt right. The third thing is, and this is one of the, I had very few mandates when I, you know, was funding this wedding. The the number one thing is open bar all the time. Ooh. All the time. You got to have an open bar in a wedding. Yeah. You have top shelf liquor, open bar. It's like my hotel rooms. You got to have that. I said, I don't care what that costs. Okay. You agree? You have to have an open bar at a wedding. Yes. Uh, as someone myself who doesn't drink, um, but I understand, it's funny, at my wedding, uh, we don't, my wife and I, neither of us are drinkers. You know, maybe a glass of yeah. wine or champagne here or there, but we, we, we realize you got to do that for your friends and family. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, do that. And, you know, that is why you make all the big bucks. The whole night. The, the, the fourth thing is the music. They're having a band, but I say, no, you got to have a DJ when the band doesn't play. I want just a DJ because I want to play a variety of songs. Mm-hmm. They got to play ABBA. Okay. They got to play We Are Family. We are yes, family. Yes. At every wedding reception, yes. right? Yes. And the song I'm going to dance with her too is I Loved Her First by Heartland. Okay. Uh, so I, I encourage any listener to look that up. Think about your child. You will, you will dissolve in tears. Here's a question I have for you. Over, under, maybe I'll ask Vince. You know, you know Bill. Over, under... Two and a half cry sessions, meaning like a moment where he breaks down. Oh, I'm going over. <laughs> yeah, going it's over. gonna be way I'm over. Go, I'm going between three and five. I know. Three I, gotta, five I know. I'm just gonna be now, careful. But you know what's funny? You may find strength more than you think you would at certain points, where you want to have clarity in this moment. I want to say what I need to say. I don't want to jumble it over. I don't want to. I want to. Yeah. Well, make I, sure. And I'm also not gonna. Drink, I'm not gonna drink. I'm not okay. gonna drink the whole time because that's probably smart. That's that I gotta would be. stay so. And the and the last. I'm sorry. What you saying? No. Go ahead. The last great thing about the wedding, I got it. My paychecks to my daughter will stop. <laughs> I've been paying her every month. I've been sending. I gave her a budget. Yeah, and I said, and, and, and this is what I'm paying. And every month I've been sending her checks for over a year. It's been a long engagement. I'm ready for it to end. I'm off the dole. This is one of those things that I, as a father, I'm right now. You know, I have two young girls. Uh-huh. I'm planning for college. I'm putting things in these funds and these 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 you know certain types of banks. And man, I tell you what, I I weddings are going to start having to out of and they're out of nowhere and there came comes out of nowhere. And you don't expect it, and you can't save for it, and it wipes you out. But it's worth it. It's well worth it. It is well worth it. Uh, so congrats to you and the family. I, if I don't see you, enjoy it. Let me know the amount of times you cried okay. so we can see we'll talk about if that. Vince was right. Uh, but in continue, you know, blessings to the family. Hey, welcome to L.A. We'll do it next. That is right. He is Bill Plasky. Award-winning columnist, enjoy reading your stuff, and I enjoy arguing with you, you yelling at you whenever you're on the TV. I love to yell at the TV because I usually disagree with you. Uh, yeah, but you have to watch quick because I'm not on that show very long. I get, I get a limit. <laughs> I get, I get, I get run pretty quick. Oh, that is funny. I'm Kelvin Washington in for Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Sunday, Kate Up Live, Bill Plasky, Fox Sports Radio. If you want to tweet us, and you can always listen on the iHeartRadio app as Mama Plasky is doing. She yeah, is she's listening. Doing. And uh, you can also find the show on iTunes. Just subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends and download the show every week. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, now, man, listen, you've been covering LA for so long, and it has been a, a 
wild ride. So when I kind of got into the sports world, sports talk world, the Lakers were right at the end. Right, Kobe Bryant was still playing, but he was no longer the Kobe Bryant we knew. Uh, the teams were bad. They haven't made the postseason and all, the, all of this. And we're going from uh, high lottery pick to high lottery pick. And then all of a sudden... It all changed. You land LeBron, and then all you know. It doesn't go great last year. A lot of injuries, but at least you're you're back. You got a star player. You're talking. There's buzz, and you you, you feel good. Now you land Anthony Davis, arguably the top five player in this league, maybe a top three in some cases, and somebody you can say he's here for the now with LeBron. And he's also here for the future when it's just him and maybe whoever else may come in. Well, he might be here for the future. Yeah. Might, oh, well, might be here. You're right about that. But we finally get to hear from Anthony Davis, the brow, and uh, and he talked about how we, how it was when he found out, I'm finally a Laker. Yes, he had. Well, I'll do my best, Anthony Davis. Uh, well, I was at the you know the movie. That was really good. That's so good. I thought I thought that was him. Oh my gosh, that was really good. All right, here's the real oh, Anthony goodness. Davis. Actually, uh, at Malibu, <laughs> and I was I don't know the name of the hotel. Not to pronounce it. The one right next to Nobu. I was at that hotel, <laughs> and I was watching a movie. Landed there watching a movie, and my agent called me, and. You know, in the middle of a movie, I don't really like to answer phones and text. So I was like, I'll call him later. Then he called me again. So I did kind of like hit it, like, all right. And then I was like, wait, let me let me call him back. <laughs> so when I called him back, it went straight to voicemail. So as me being a 26-year-old, I went straight to Instagram to start looking. And <laughs> that's when I saw it. And I was like, oh, and I'm blowing his phone up now. And, you know, we finally talked and just kind of, you know, figured out what happened. And he was telling me what was going on. So, um yeah, that's what, that's what's going on. All right, can we play now? That's the first part because there's much to discuss then. Can we play the ensuing Tanya Ganguly probing investigative reporter question? Yes, let's hear it. What movie were you watching? I don't even remember. It was like a blur. It just all happened so fast, you know. Um, I can't even think of the name of it. It was like some sailor movie or something like that. Okay. So, I don't know why it was on, but it was pretty interesting. <laughs> That, you know what he said? It, look, he doesn't know why it was on, but it was interesting. Like it, you know, he he he. At least he was enjoying it. Now, where are we going? Popeye the Sailor Man? What do you think? Yeah, there's so much to take away from this. Let's start from the very beginning. He's staying at a hotel, the Nobu Royacon, as it turns out. And my investigative reporter chops that uncovered that the, the room's charge is a minimum two thousand dollars a night. How do you stay in two thousand dollar night hotel and forget what the name of the hotel is? Well, here's how the rich are you? I, he's very rich, and I'll tell you why. Kelvin Washington would not have forgotten because Kelvin Washington would have stolen something. <laughs> Kelvin Washington yes. would have taken uh, a, a towel that said the name on it, a, a book of matches, uh, something would have said the name on there that I would have been able to answer your question. Whatever. What I'll tell you, what I a said, pen. Well, I would have pulled a pen right. out of I my said, pocket. Oh, too. Bill, I'll tell you. Let me see what yes, this pen says. That's exactly. <laughs> yes, I would have known. The answer right there. So you're, but you're right. When you're living that good life that Anthony Davis is living, you kind of can just say, I don't know, whatever, wherever my agent booked me. That's the first take. The second takeaway is one you mentioned earlier on the show, which I didn't think of the fact that he doesn't, he's a millennial, yet he doesn't answer the phone during a movie. You got to respect it. How many times you go to a movie now, and here's the worst one how many times are you driving? Now, I know, listen, listen, the only person who can see us is your mother, but. 
Well, I'm going to do act as if we're on TV right now because I'm going to show you. When you're driving and you see someone not look at their phone, let's all say everybody's been guilty of that. But I mean full on, it's in their face and they're... <laughs> when you drive by somebody dying laughing at their phone, that is the scariest thing to me because... And I just saw, I almost saw an accident on a Friday driving home. True story. Driving home. And minding my own business, and I'm I'm looking to the right because traffic's slowing down. You know, you kind of look around and see, make sure everybody observes the fact that we're stopping. And I noticed in the, the lane directly to my right, there's a car still flying. Everyone else, we're going from maybe you know 55, 60 to we're at about 25, 20, and we're going on down. And I said, oh my gosh, this car is going. It's not a question of if they're going to hit them; they're going to. It's how hard. The they just go and you hear it, and I have my music loud, Bill. And they just jerk to the other right, their right. Now, thankfully, there's oh. no car in the right lane. No, literally, God was like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and be nice today and not have a car in their right lane. When is there ever not a car in the entire right lane in the middle of a three three forty five p.m. Friday in L.A.? That never happened in the history of L.A. Dumb. And all of a sudden, there's no car. And this person, they just jerked. They just turned. So they were going to hit someone in any other normal circumstance. But it's because they were looking at their phone. So as we get to picking up speed again, you see the person. They're having borderline a heart attack. You can see them. They're nervous and they're shaking. You can see them physically shaking while driving. Like, oh, my gosh. And I kind of give them look like, dude. We're all, and we get it. We all glanced at the phone, but that was ridiculous, you know, to be in the phone like that. So, anyway, I say that to say Anthony Davis to not be on his phone during a movie and not want to answer it at 26, this is good. That's a big sign for the Lakers. That's a responsible young man right there. I like it. We like his honesty. We like his commitment to paying attention to what he's doing. And now the, the last takeaway is about the movie, the sailor movie. I like the fact that he admitted he's watching a sailor movie. Who would say? I mean, he he didn't say a a navy navy movie. He didn't right. say an an action adventure movie. He said a sailor movie. And you're right. The only thing I can think of is he's watching Robin Williams in in Popeye. Yep, that's the <laughs> only one. Of the old nineteen like either was it that early eighties like eighty one, eighty two. But why would that be on TV? That and why would he have stopped there? And maybe Vince, he was honoring Robin Williams. Like you know what? I know Robin Williams passed away. You know he probably show. doesn't know who Robin Williams is. Well, you would have, okay, he would know who Robin Williams is if you gave him a cup. If you said Mrs. Doubtfire, he might go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, or or if you said he was the voice of Genie in Aladdin. Other Maybe. than that, I'll give you, like, because I don't think he saw Goodwill Hunting. Vince, uh, the, now, Vince has some choices. Some right, options, Vince? Vince? All right, let's I see. What are, what are these sailor movie options, Vince? So I, did, I, I didn't, I went sailor, but I went with more ocean themed. And so I came up with a few options that could be playing in a fancy hotel okay. at, on one of the cable channels or something like Is that. Is it better if we guess them? No. Oceans? Like, maybe it could have been Oceans 11? That's a real stretch. No, that's, that's, no, that's a that's definitely stretch. a stretch. No. Like Crimson Tide? No. No. Master and Commander, Far Side of the World? No. Moby Dick? Yes, but not the Moby Dick you're probably thinking of. I went with In the Heart of the Sea from 2015. Okay. It's got Chris Hemsworth in it. Yes. And it's based off of the uh, movie Moby Dick. So Well, that was just one sailor. I guess it wasn't well, no, a it's sailor Well, no, they're in it's they're in the ocean, so I figured, you know, he just put that together. How, how about that Kurt, Kurt Russell in Captain Ron? Uh, definitely not on the list. <laughs> Captain Phillips. 
That was that was an option, but I I, I thought it was too it, it it was too long ago All that right. it wasn't there. All right, what okay. do you got? So do we got? got the Mercy, which uh, I don't think it is. It's the a story of uh, Donald Crowhurst and his solo attempt to circumnavigate the globe. I don't think it's that one. No, I'm gonna say no. no. I'm gonna say no. And the last one. one is the Finest Hours from 2016. The Coast Guard makes a daring rescue attempt off the Cape Cod. Off of the coast of Cape Cod after a pair of oil tankers are destroyed. That one had Mark Wahlberg. Uh, let me double check here. I, I think it does. That's when Chris. That's with Chris Pine and Casey Affleck. Oh the one, yes, you're yes, thinking yes, of so. the oil rig one, which is the. Uh, well, how many Horizon oil rig one? ocean sailor movies are there? I mean, he didn't say oil rig movie. He said sailor movie. Well, someone on a sailboat safe. You know, I know what's one you're talking about though, uh, Chris Pine. Yeah, I know it's. I know it's one you're talking about. Well, look, we tried. Hey, you know what? Maybe th- that could be it. The only reason why I say it is because like this is what I would think of. He like has the cable TV on. Well, when's the last time any of y'all have ever used the word sailor? I don't even use uh, that. I don't even you haven't used that word. I think since I was six, six or seven, I was six and or I seven saw years old. Popeye the sailor. Yeah, man. yeah. That, that's about the only time we'd ever use the word sailor. So, so that's can, why. But maybe he's mixing up. Like he didn't go naval commander. I think he might have just called him a sailor. And don't navy? Don't they refer to like, hey, you're you're a sailman? A sail, a, yeah, yeah sailors, sailors yeah. in the navy. I'm quite sure it's not sailmen. I don't know. That's I, I don't know. All of a sudden, and all of a sudden, I'm at Sears and someone's selling something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he watched a salesman movie. Yeah, well, I, so I'm thinking anything in water he considered a sailor, which now opens up, you know, the floodgates of movies. Deep water, uh, Red uh, Hunt for Red October. I mean, it, it gets, yeah. we can get. I think anything water related. I, but but, but I'm arguing through this because I don't think a sub movie you think of as a sailor. But movie. see, I, but you're because you are old enough to to be able to separate those things. I think he's just thinking. I don't know. They're in water. A sailor. What if it's some like all right? Uh, now we got to get now I'm reality just, show. What if it's a reality show with a bunch of women dressed like sailors? Okay, whoa! I mean, no, I mean, I don't know. One of those MTV, risque. I don't know. One of those MTV things. Yeah, what a Real Housewives of Nantucket or something? <laughs> there is a reality <laughs> show. The Real Housewives of Nantucket. That's it. That's what he was watching. There is, is a reality was? show where they take people on cruises and they follow the deckhands and everybody around, but they're not sailors, like. It's a very I think odd you guys love boat. show. He was watching the Love Boat. boat. Well, what if he was watching that? Was there a Love Boat movie? Did they make a the special two-hour movie? Here's the thing. I Who's think your you favorite guys, character on Love Boat? I think you guys are uh, Isaac. Isaac. I think Isaac you guys are going too far <laughs> reading into the sailor. I think anything on water is considered a sailor. That's what I think. He would have just said an ocean movie, an aquatic movie or no, something. No, I don't think he would have. I think he just saw a guy who was fighting on the ocean and he said a sailor movie. Unless we're not going like... Uh, what's the Privates of the Caribbean type? Oh yeah, Johnny Johnny Depp. I think we just got it. That's a pirate movie. That's not a sailor movie. Arg! You are deciphering too much. He's yeah, a millennial. Maybe. He doesn't know. He's just he just kind of rolling with it. So. How about the one about those like lobster catchers? Those those reality shows with the guy. Oh, all the deadly catch and perfect. All those stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah you are. We're all on that. Perfect storm. Well, yeah, uh, Bill, you said that You know earlier. what? The Lakers hope it's not mutiny on the bounty. <laughs> yeah, you keep bringing up all this stuff. And by the way, and by the way, we'll maybe touch on it a little bit later. You're not you're not even sold yet that he's uh, you know, like a Laker for life kind of thing, or at no, least a Laker I, I for ask, a half a decade. I ask a brilliant <laughs> brilliantly worded question that we'll get to maybe we after to after the, after the break. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Frank and is gonna join us uh next. We'll talk some more NBA with him. You got you know, you got Kawhi. 
Hi, you got Paul George here, and even the latest trade in the NBA. It's, man, the NBA is it's it has gone crazy. You don't know who plays for anybody. Matter of fact, you know how many jerseys you can buy for a dollar now <laughs> because of everybody's team. You're like, oh, man, this I got to throw this Russell Westbrook jersey away. We'll do that next. It's Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Sunday with Kelvin Washington in for Mike Harmon and Bill Plasky, of course, columnist with LA Times Award winning columnist, I might add. And uh, lots to get into, lots to cover. Thank you for listening to us wherever you're listening. We appreciate it. Another about an hour and 40 minutes for Bill and I. And we're joined now from Frank Isola. Of course, you see, read his stuff with The Atlantic. You see him on ESPN's Around the Horn. Yes, Sirius baby. XM, NBA Radio. First of all, Word Frank, to your mother. listen, man, you have too many jobs. I'm looking at your bio on Twitter here. I mean, my goodness, man. Man, when do you sleep? <laughs> I don't. I even get up early on a Sunday morning to watch Wimbledon, and right now I'm dying with uh, Roger Federer. Yeah, they're in a tie break right now. Oh, it's a killer. Yeah, if uh, for those who aren't watching, uh, you, uh, you got Novak Djokovic won the first set. Uh, Frederick got the second, and right now they're in a tiebreaker. It's been some great tennis. We've been able, Bill and I, have been able to peak as we've been doing radio here. So I saw that you. The last thing you tweeted was about uh, the last match for for Federer. So you're all in on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always been a big Federer fan. That match the other day was tremendous. I mean, Rafael Nadal, the grass is in his surface, but especially that fourth that fourth set. It's amazing, and Bill Bill knows this too. It's amazing that these guys are still going at it, you know, this far into it. It used to be the tennis players, men and women, would kind of uh, burn out in their 20s, sometimes their early 30s. You know, you have Serena playing yesterday at 37, Federer is 37. It's amazing. You know, what's amazing to me, too, yesterday was uh, on a different note, Frank. I was at the uh, AD press conference, 
He's he's pretty charming guy. He's pretty. It was pretty funny. Are you surprised, or, or d- did you know this about him, or is he just putting on a show for us? No, I think I, he's always kind of been like that. But you know how it works, Bill. I mean, you know, the, really, how many times has he played on national television over the years? They only made the you know, playoffs a couple of times. Got out of the first round just that one time. So now it's going to be much different for him. He handled himself very well. But let me ask you this: Why did they have a press conference? On a Saturday afternoon in July, what was, what was the thinking behind that? Oh, that's interesting. Interesting, interesting. You asked that. Um, do you know what I heard? Is that a certain person scheduled it because because a certain person could be there then to witness it? And you know what person then, that that would be, wouldn't you? I'm guessing. I'm guessing LeBron. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what I heard. We haven't discussed it on the show this morning, but Frank, that's exactly what I heard. I heard that LeBron said, "Well, I I can do it on Saturday. Okay, we'll do it on Saturday." And that, how big is that, right? You got a guy who he can do whatever he, hold the the franchise hot. Hey, don't have that press conference on Friday at noon when you're going to do it. Do it on Saturday when we're not space jamming. We're not filming that. It, it, it's amazing, too, because, you know, Bill has been through this a, a bunch of times. In the summer, especially for writers that are covering basketball, I get it, you know, between free agency and then summer league. But to have to, on like, you, you kind of understand, like, you know, Monday through Friday that you might have to do some work. But on a Saturday afternoon in July, to have to like, get summoned to the training facility in El Segundo, that's, well, I'm, you I'm know sure what? a lot of writers had to be miserable. No, actually, be because, you know, yesterday. it's funny, we weren't, because the traffic was not as bad on that, you know, and that's and that's one of the things that rules our lives out here. Traffic wasn't and, as terrible. And, and LeBron, LeBron didn't make himself available. I know he, I saw a photo of him. He was there, but he didn't make himself available. Oh, of course, guys, right? of course not. What? what come yeah. on, Frank. You know, don't don't be don't be silly. No, I'm. I mean, and what, it's all and on what's AD. the thinking? And what's the thinking behind the number? I thought he gave up twenty three to get Anthony Davis, and now Davis is just going to wear three. What, well, well, well here's what, in fact. All right, why don't you settle a, settle a disagreement between Kelvin and I? I think the whole thing. I think LeBron decided he wanted to keep his number, and he used Nike as a cover for him to say, oh, you can't change it. But Kelvin thinks LeBron actually didn't know, didn't realize the deadline and all that stuff. Yeah, so when he when he tweeted out or you know Instagrammed out, hey, I'm going to give up my 23, I think it's because you know the, the whole idea of me being the welcomer. I'm welcoming you to this team as a part of that. Hey, you can have the number. Who cares? I'll go back to six without really realizing the technicalities that come to play. He with had this to know thing. the technicalities. No way! He had to. What do you think, Frank? You know what? I tend to think maybe he didn't. So he's going to go back to 23 then. Correct. Yes. Because Nike, basically Nike says, hey, we have too much money involved in, in stocking these 23 Laker jerseys for you to all of a sudden just switch to six. And then now it's 23. It's for Davis. So It also, it, it also seems like, too, I'm sure I wonder what Kobe Bryant's reaction was to it. <laughs> When he heard about it, I'm sure he had to roll his eyes because Kobe, you know, did the same thing, switch numbers. I still can't believe. I mean, Bill, you cover, I cover a wacky organization in New York, but I love the idea of retiring both numbers for Kobe Bryant. Oh yeah, that, that, that is, was incredible. That's completely that, that was incredible. But yesterday, and it, it was, and how about yesterday? My one of my favorite parts, and we haven't discussed this in the show yet, is Rob Palinka pretty much stayed out of it, but he thanked a lot of people, and he thanked Johnny Bus. Johnny, he and Johnny Bus had lunch. And Johnny told him, uh, talked to him about the quote pillars of the Bus family organization. This is the same Johnny who tried to take down the pillars in a coup against his sister and got overthrown. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well, so it's still weird. And and I love and I, I guess he thanked or he said something nice about Magic, <laughs> oh, which, which was smart of Rob Polinka to kind of you know he keeps taking the high road here. And you know ever since you know, come on, Magic's always going to be beloved. But ever since Magic left, they did get Anthony Davis. And Rob Polinka, sometimes by not saying anything, 
you kind of help yourself a little bit because I've read, you know, I saw Magic's tweet where he thanked Rob Polinka for mentioning him, and then you read the mentions on it, and people are kind of, you know, getting on uh, Magic a lot for what he said about Rob. So Rob, believe it or not, maybe now is looked at as the underdog. Well, it was so funny the way Frank, you you loved it and you'd have written it as I wrote it. He thanked. Jeannie Buss, and he thanked Tim Harris, and he goes, okay, so he goes, I got, a, I got a whole list of people to thank, and he pulled a piece of paper out of his pocket, and then he thanked Magic Johnson. It was like, you had to have Magic on the piece of paper that he didn't, have him, in his, he didn't have him in his head. Well, at least, but That's at least great. he was, you, as you mentioned, Frank, I mean, he's wise enough to know there's no win in him dissing Magic, right? Even if Magic, yeah. it's one of those things where, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have a family member, uh, it's like, I can make fun of my mom, you can't. So people can say, oh, Magic's doing this. Magic may have cost us Kawhi because he talked about it. But the fact of the matter is we still love him in L.A., right? They'll say, you can't talk about him now. So Rob is not in a position to talk about Magic. Frank, let me switch the topics here a little bit and just kind of stay in the NBA but go a little bigger in the sense of how now all of a sudden we have this uh, where guys are for the last couple of years throwing away money, right? The whole idea was we're going to have these super maxes and these great deals set up for guys to stay in these smaller markets or stay home. Guys seem to not care about that anymore. Hey, I'll give up $30, $40, 50000000 million to go play where I want to play or go do it how I want to do it. What do you make of that over the last few years when the NBA set it up for smaller markets, but it seems to not really have worked? Well, the conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theorists and all of us are start thinking, well, maybe they're getting money under the table to do something like that. They're getting the money made up on the other end. I, I am a little surprised at that, and I also think – that you know, the next time the collective bargaining agreement you know rolls around, we could see a, another work stoppage because a lot of these small market owners they're just not going to like this. And you know, the Anthony Davis asking to be traded, all this stuff, what's going on? I think the fans love the player movement and the fantasy basketball part of it. But you know, you think about some of these fans in these smaller markets, say like Oklahoma City, basically lost their team. Uh, you know, Kawhi, not that Toronto is a small market, but probably not a free agent destination. Their best player coming off an MVP season left. I still think for a lot of these guys, it's still about teaming up with other star players. So even though Kawhi Leonard gave up money in the short term by not signing a five-year deal to stay in Toronto, remember, by, short, uh, by signing the short-term deal in L.A., and I understand you know, there's a risk now with the Clippers. They could lose him after two years. But then he would be able to sign that supermax deal, and he could still make up his money if he stay, you know, if he resigns with the Clippers. So I still think the players are thinking financially, but I think they're also a lot of them are betting on themselves that well, when they become free agents again, they could still cash out. Is the Westbrook Durant thing going to work? Are, um, are they content? Not, not Durant, Westbrook Harden. Are, are they going? Is it going to work? You know what? I, I think it will just from this standpoint. I think they, they get along with each other, which will help, because Chris Paul and James Harden weren't really getting along, and they still had pretty good success. They were within one game of reaching the NBA Finals two years ago. This year, you know, that was disappointing what happened to them in the last 14 minutes of Game 5 without Durant and, of course, losing Game 6. And I think it'll, I think it'll work out, because I think Westbrook kind of knows that he's the one going to Harden's team, and the one thing that worries me about Westbrook, though, is he he can't be the guy standing in the corner, and when the ball gets reversed to him, he's going to knock down a corner three. He's just not that good of a shooter. So they may have to play differently. But remember one thing about Mike D'Antoni, and I know a lot of people are going to criticize him for, you know, doesn't uh, stress defense enough. He has done a pretty good job over the years with point guards, whether it's Steve Nash winning two MVPs, look at the way Harden has played over the past couple of years, even when he was in New York. I mean, guys like Chris Duhon was having his best year. Jeremy Lin became Jeremy Lin under Mike D'Antoni in New York. So the one thing Mike D'Antoni can do 
his coach point guards. And I think Westbrook kind of knew that it was time to move on. And I think he's going to be really motivated to kind of bounce back. And the Western Conference, I get it. Kawhi Leonard is there now with Paul George and LeBron's got Anthony Davis. But the Western Conference, it's great because it's going to be wide open next season. Hey, Frank, we'll get you out of here on this one. Is there any move that happened during the offseason so far, maybe trade or free agent signing, that you kind of say, hmm, I, I like that. It may be a bit, bit under the radar, but I like that move for that team. Well, I think the one that came out of nowhere last Friday night into Saturday, the Paul George move, because it made a lot of sense for the Clippers to do it. But I think for Oklahoma City, it was smart because they, had, you know, they were getting knocked out in the first round the last two years with Paul George. He was making, uh, you know, he's got a huge contract there. You know, he's coming off of uh, surgery on both shoulders. And they're essentially remaking their team, kind of figuring, you know what, where are we really going with this team? So I, I like what Sam Presti did. I understand that he never should have traded James Harden, you know, way back when. But with all those draft picks, you know, you know the one thing about the small market teams, they either have to draft or they have to trade for a player. Which And now they have the assets to do something like that. So I like that move for both teams. I like it for the Clippers, and I liked it for Oklahoma City. And that one really came out of nowhere. I mean, who was saying that there was a chance that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George would play together with the Clippers? Nobody was saying that. Nobody. You got that right. Frank, we appreciate it. Make sure you follow him. The Thanks, Frank, Frank Solo. Appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good rest of the weekend, man. See you on the show. Boys, take care. All right, Bill, take care. Well, you won't be seeing him long on the show because you said you're you're always off quickly on the show right there. Yes, that is true. I'll (laughs) I'll see him briefly on the show. Okay, that's the Frank Isola, the Frank Isola on Twitter. Give him a follow. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. So we'll do what's training. But before that, I want to tease this and say, look, we just talked about this. Uh, You got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. What are the best duos? Let's talk about these duos and how they are now impacting the NBA. Is 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 the big three dead? Is it gone? We'll do that next. What's trending? Isaac Lohenkrock. Kelvin and Bill, we've got another classic in the making between Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic in the men's singles final at Wimbledon. First set went to a tie break. Djokovic won it 7-5 to take the first set 7-6. Federer came back and dominated the second set 6-1. The third set also went to a tie break. Here's how it ended moments ago. Novak Djokovic serving from the raw box end. The first serve goes down the middle. The chip return is to his backhand. He goes cross court. Federer slices short. Djokovic takes it down the line, comes in. Federer with the passing. Shots in the net. Novak Djokovic has a two sets to one lead. He is large and very much in charge. He wins the third on a tiebreaker. Barry Cowan the call on Radio Wimbledon, the fourth set underway. And again, Djokovic, by winning two tiebreakers, leads the match over Federer two sets to one. In Major League Baseball on Saturday, the Dodgers defeated the Red Sox at Fenway 11-2. They hit four home runs, including Cody Bellinger's 31st. He's now tied for the Major League lead. In Colorado, the Reds defeated the Rockies 17-9. Cincinnati's Philip Irvin, no relation to our own Ralph Irvin, went 6-for-6, six six, four singles, in case anyone was wondering how they yeah. A double and a triple. Angels blew out the Mariners 9-2, hitting three home runs, including Mike Trout's 30th. Back we go to Calvin Washington and from Michael Harmon today and Bill Plaschke in 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. 
Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Kelvin and Bill, back to you. All right, thank you, Isaac. Uh, so, Bill, we talked about this for just a moment with Frank. I mean, it's the it's the been the big story so far the last few weeks in the NBA, and that is these dynamic duos. Remember, everything was a big three, and it was a weapons race, right? Get as many great guys on the team as you can. So let's get this guy. Let's get Kevin Durant. Let's get Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry. All right, fine. If you're going to do that, I'm going to get uh, all these guys in, in, in Boston. You know, we have Horford, Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, all, uh, Jason Tatum. All these guys. Let's go over here to Philly. Let's get all our big guys together. So that's been the thing the last few years is the big threes or teams with a lot of all stars or multiple all-stars. Now it just seems like we have a double dynamic duo. Let's start with, of course, we talked about in L.A., Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. You got LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Then it seems when Clay is healthy, you have Clay and Steph. And next season, not this upcoming, but the 2021 season, you'll have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Um, and, and as of now, you can say Tobias Harris is kind of a, up there, but right now Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and Westbrook Harden, so many dynamic duels. What happened to the big three where that was supposed to ruin and continue to ruin the NBA? Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that they, they think this duel is going to work. Look at the last several championships. Who was a duo on Toronto? There was no duo. They had a, they had one great player and, and a, a bunch, bunch of, of guys bunch who, of, yeah. who busted their butt. Who was a duo on Cleveland when the Cavaliers won the championship? Well, I guess LeBron and Kyrie, but they had Kevin Love. They had they had you know Tristan Thompson. They had they had more guys, and then who was a duo on Golden State? There is no duo. They they had they they had Draymond Green. I mean, and, and Curry and Clay Thompson and Durant. Well, I think okay. So the best example of a duo would be I think Kyrie and LeBron because they did have Kevin Love. Meaning you you do need other guys, right? You're gonna have somebody has to rebound, somebody has to block some shots and hit a couple of shots. But that was a dynamic duo. If you remember the last few games they did, it was 41-41 and a triple double for LeBron. Kyrie did something like 30-41 and then a big game seven including a big shot. So they pretty much were the dynamic duo, the last dynamic duo that we really had that won it. Because Golden State was just a collective of a bunch of greatness. I mean, they they had four All-Stars and two uh, two MVPs and KD and stuff. So that team just had an abundance of talent, a wealth of it. Um, the question becomes, okay, fine, you got this dynamic duo. Well, what about the other pieces? You know, who's going to be the, the 90s Bulls? Where you had this dynamic duo, but then you had Horace Grant and Paxson and B.J. Armstrong, and and then you had Ku Coach and Rodman and these other guys, Ron Harper and other. You, you're gonna need. Okay, you had Shaq and Kobe. You know this better than anyone covering them. Okay, but you had the Rick Fox, Fox the Robert and the Robert Ory, Ory, the Shaw, Fisher. and you know those guys. So to me, you had the Powell and Kobe. But you had Lamar Odom and, and Ron Artest turned Meta World Peace and all these guys. So okay, fine if you're Russell Westbrook. And James Harden on paper—that's an insane two-man condo, uh, you know, uh, you know, tandem. But is Eric Gordon going to show up, or is that going to take the ball out of his hand too much, where he doesn't perform? Uh, what is Clint Capella's role now? Is it going to diminish at all? I mean, you're—it really does come down to the others. And as you mentioned with Toronto, Bill, I think we got reminded of that. Me coming from Michigan—I've been here for almost ten years now—but I remember that 04 Pistons team, right, where. Any night, it was Chauncey having the bigger night. It was Rip. It was Rasheed. Or it was Ben dominating Detroit the basketball. Yeah. Detroit basketball. Exactly. And so that Raptors team reminded a lot of people of that where you had, yes, Kawhi Leonard was Kawhi, but he didn't have an exceptional finals. But you had Fred Van Vliet playing 
Fred Van out of my mind, making all the shots you didn't think he would or the shots you thought Steph Curry would. And then you have Ibaka reminiscent of OKC Ibaka. And all of a sudden, uh, out of nowhere, here comes uh, uh, Siakam. And you're like, who is this guy? He's the most improved player. So you had guys come up, and Mark Gasol was able to muster up enough juice to still perform. So really going to come down to a Shaq coin, the others. And that's what, what team, what team do you like the others or do you like the system? That's what's going to come Well, you were talking to. about coming out of nowhere. Speaking of Detroit basketball, I covered that, that those finals, of course, mm-hmm. when the Lakers and the Pistons. And my most compelling memory was. In the bathroom, standing next to me was Kid Rock, but I didn't rec- I didn't rec- I didn't know who he was. <laughs> so apparently, he's a big deal up there. I yeah, guess. that was his like prime too. That was at 04. That was yeah. that was that was his apex. I mean, now I think he's like gone political. Well, see, and I think if you're looking at the others, if you're looking at the others, I think you have to look at the Clippers because this is a team. The others before they had Kawhi and Paul George pushed Golden State to a game six mm-hmm. in the first round. The others are Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. The, those are the others. And and now they got Maurice Mo Harkless. Yeah, that's um, a great pickup. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think their others are probably the best of the, all the others. And I think that's what ends up winning it for us. I would I would I would agree I would agree with you. Uh I heard that us too. Is that a four no, years no, there? Was no, yeah, there no, when us. I said us, I meant for them. No, I know how you feel about no, those. I know you no, feel about No, no, especially in this town. There is if I was gonna say us, it would be it would be. It wouldn't be a, a Lakers or Clippers because both of them are kind of right, kind of right down the middle. Yeah, but you're not allowed. You're not allowed to be a Clipper fan living in LA. We just talked about that a little bit earlier, Dave. It, it makes me so mad. You're not, you're, you're really, you really, are, you really aren't. Really <laughs> no, that's the thing, though. Their fans are the ones that have come in the last five or six or seven years since the Laker glory days, mm-hmm. and they don't remember Laker glory days. They don't remember the greatness. All they remember is the Lakers six years not making the playoffs and the Clippers being a better organization. But yet, Laker fans just—they just won't give the Clippers their due, and it's just—it's just amazing to me. And it's—it's it's like they, they try to bully the Clipper fans. <laughs> right. It's like that—it's like we talked about earlier that that coffee shop. They're trying to bully Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and it's like, no coffee they, for you. Yeah, and it's like you, you know how how dumb is that? How much are you hurting your business? Well, we have uh, one of the twelve Clipper fans in all of LA with us. Sam is. Oh, he said he got it for free. Never mind. He just he held up a clipper bag, and now I just realized it's for free. That's why it's all beat up and raggedy. I got Where'd you it get it? Where'd you get it? So I, I went to a clipper game uh, two years ago. It was actually the last game of the regular season at the Staples Center for the Clippers. Anthony Davis was coming to town with the Pelicans. Now he got, that, not, now he's playing will there. Be home for but I, I did get it for free. The clipper nice fans, the clipper fans wear the t-shirts that are all over the over the seats. Laker fans do not. Although you could say generally in the NBA. It's the size of the market. The smaller the market, the more closer to the to the to the court to the fans who actually wear the t-shirts. Like in Oklahoma City, they every, go. I was every thinking fan, them. every fan is wearing they, they, it. Courtside fans are all wearing the t-shirts. They're whiteouts or whatever they go. They, those yeah. days they are all in. Hey, quickly, I'm gonna try to rattle these off quick. I'm out another minute here. Um, so th- I'm gonna throw them at you, and you tell me, do you like the Westbrook Harden duo? Yes, I can't believe people are. It's it's a big risk reward, but the reward is huge. They like each other. They can learn to play together. Westbrook has been humbled, I hope, hopefully. He's realized nobody wants to play with him. He realized he has to be a team player. I think 
Houston's a championship contender with these guys. We that's something we agree on, brother. We agree okay. on that, and I think I think people are, are blowing out of. They've been going hard on Westbrook, and I've learned a life lesson out of that. You can't please people. Westbrook comes in, he he, he shoots too much. He's always this. Fine, I'll shoot less, and I'll all of a sudden lead the league in assists for a couple of years. Well, he doesn't do this, and what do we complain about? Players don't play hard. They take nights off. Well, he never takes a night off. He plays almost too hard. So it's like you can't please anybody. I've learned that watching Russell Westbrook's criticism. Yes, he there's some things about his game you don't like. But that name a player we don't, other than maybe one or two. Uh, there's some other duos that we'll get into a little bit later on, and that maybe I maybe I maybe I'll make you get on Twitter and answer some questions about that. I should make you do that. Sure, it's, I'll it's, do that. All right, we'll do that. Um, so come back. We will do off the rails with Ilo. Oh, Isaac I love this segment, and, and we'll see how off the rails he'll go. We'll do that next. I'm looking forward to a Bill Plasky, Kelvin Washington, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday. It's been a good one so far, if I may say so myself. Kelvin Washington. I'm in for Mike Harmon. This is Bill Plasky to my right. Of course, award-winning columnist, LA Times. Bill Plasky, K-Dub Live, and Fox Sports Radio if you want to tweet us. And you always can listen on the iHeartRadio app. And we're great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and see how much you could save. And I'm really excited to hear this. This is... Off the rails with Ilo, Isaac, Lowe, and Karan. Here on Fox Sports Sundays, Mike Harmon and Bill Plaschke run a tight ship when it comes to the news and information you need. But not Isaac, Lowe, and Karan. He prefers his news with some shenanigans sprinkled in. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. So join us as we go off the rails with Isaac Lowenkron. You know, Kelvin and Bill, you don't often see and hear as a sports talk radio topic, chess. That, ladies and gentlemen, is about to change because this (laughs) week... Oh, I bet it is. What in the Bobby Fisher is going on here? Oh. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> this week, Latvian chess grandmaster oh, heard about this. Igor's Rousis was disqualified from a big tournament in France because he was caught on camera using his phone during a match while taking a restroom break. I'm going to try and describe this as delicately as possible <laughs> Good because luck. he was caught red-handed, and thankfully nothing more than that, oh. photographic evidence of him sitting on the commode in the stall, and thankfully he is wearing his trousers. However, he oddly has his left pant leg rolled up to his knee. His right pant leg is not rolled up. His left pant leg showing a very old man-like compression sock rolled up to his knee, and there he is, consulting his phone during a bathroom break in the middle of the match. Another thing that caught my eye, I don't know if this is a Europe thing, but there is a sink in the stall, which is kind of odd to me. You don't see that in America. Anyway, Mr. Rouse's Grandmaster Rouse's, as it were, told Chess.com, apparently the leading media source for chess information, quote, I simply lost my mind. I was tired after the morning game and all the Facebook activity of accusers also had a known impact. At least what I committed yesterday is a good lesson, not for me. Unquote. So there you go, the latest scandal. Obviously, the rationale, they have these chess apps with the computers, so 
If you're playing a match and having a tough time, you can link in real time to your app and get advice on your next series of moves. But a huge scandal in the world of chess. Ilo, I have so many questions. Bill, go ahead. Uh, can I first comment? The greatest headline that I've seen all weekend came from ESPN on this story. Grandmaster Flush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately, with him still wearing his trousers, it was not Grandmaster Flash. But you know, was... but I'm I'm, ups- I'm 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 upset about this because this guy's just he's just a pawn in this bigger scheme of things. <laughs> <laughs> he got rooked. He got rooked. He got okay. Any more? <laughs> That's all I got. So okay, far. I was gonna say. You know, I like where you're going with it. Except, except he was probably, see, he was probably checking his uh, fantasy football scores, <laughs> fantasy football, chess scores, fantasy chess scores, because that, because that's what we all do in the bathroom with no, our phones to check our fantasy scores. No, I need, I need help here. Ilo, help, help me out here. Number one, who is looking at other like who's is someone looking at other people's stalls in the bathroom? Like what? How do you? Like if Bill's in the bathroom, I'm not gonna be able to look and see what Bill's doing there. So how I'm I'm confusing how. That's a great question. Yeah, that's kind of bearing the lead here in terms of surveillance. I'm like, (laughs) do the competitors was this a sting operation? Do the competitors know that Big Brother is is watching them from above? Is that part of a chess competition to have? And where was this again? This was in France. It was in in the north of France. So maybe in France you're allowed to have security cameras in a bathroom where we. We can't do that legally here in the states. Hey, they got a sink in the bathroom. Why not have a security camera? In well, there? I we, thought, yeah, we, I we, 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 well, <laughs> if you will, yeah, we, we, uh, we will. Uh, now, maybe staying in clearly, you know, the only time I heard about a a, a, a sink in a in a bathroom in a stall in a stall is any one of those hotels you stay at, Bill. One of those fancy hotels. They have that you bidet. Stay at. Now, was the he on, bidet? Was he on Bidets? a toilet? Was he on a bidet or is he? He was on a commode, not a bidet. No, this is. Uh, it was a bad day, but not a bid day. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I can't play with you, too. And you know what's interesting about this, It was this a bad too? night. He How got much knighted. cheating is going on? You got the guy, the LA, LA Marathon guy. He, he passed away. They're saying, suspected, they believe it may have been suicide. But he was cheating in marathons, 70-year-old. So, I mean, what is going on with all these cheating in sports Spy and things gate, you didn't deflate think? gate. What do we call this one? But at least those are sports where you could see it. Why are we chess you're cheating he was actually in te- marathons? He was actually texting me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Allie Clifton is going to join us next. I'm glad I'm glad things have changed, Bill. I'm, I'll tell you what I mean in just a moment. Bill Plasky, Kelvin Washington, Fox Sports Sunday. I'm in for Mike Harmon. And uh, we're going to have Allie Clifton, who is with Spectrum Sportsnet, covers the Lakers, had a one-on-one with Anthony Davis. We will have her joining us here shortly. Uh, and again, we also want to remind you, of course, that you are listening to us live for the Geico Sports headline, or Geico Sports Studios, where, of course, 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, we're watching here this match between Jokovic and Federer and... Uh, and Bill says, you know, he's not a, not a huge tennis guy, right? That's no, not a big tennis guy. i got some stories to tell you that have the reason I'm not. But anyway, go right, go right ahead. Well, I, you know what? I have a story as to why I, you would think I am not because of something that happened. I'll say it quickly. I was in high school, and you know, basketball was my sport um, of choice, and I played. And then, But growing up, the particular court I'd play in, they had a tennis court next to it. And so I would, uh, I would, I would watch tennis. Then play tennis, and I always say to myself, "Man, I, you know, I, I kind of like that sport." You know, and then Pete Sanford's was right in that era at Agassi; yeah, they were doing yeah, their yeah. thing. So I said, "Mom, you know what? Can you get me a tennis racket? I think I'm going to try out for tennis team." So basketball ends, and I go play tennis. Now I am totally out of my element. You know, it's 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 a rich kid sport. They're all playing, and I'm I was no not a rich kid, but I'm playing, and I'm doing all right, and I'm beating some people at matches and, and at tournaments, and people are like, "Oh wow!" But every day, Bill, we would practice, and do you know who would come by with the track team? 
all my boys who played basketball, they segued to track, and they would run by, and then they would say, Yo, Dub! K-Dub is my nickname. And I'd turn around, Oh, what's up, fellas? Stay black! And they would always scream, Stay. Now, this is a different era. This is why I led with, I'm glad things have changed. This was, you're talking 95 or something, you know? And so it was a different era. And so they would say that, and it, it like crushed my spirit, Bill. And I was alone. I was the only black guy on the team. And I eventually quit. And do you know the life lesson I learned in that? I would never let like, – I have two daughters, and I would never let them quit anything because that, that to this day bothers me because I was, I was, I was wow. fairly That's decent so at it. That's so compelling. Yeah, wow. but, it, but so things have changed. When Sorry I watch tennis now, you see a whole different thing. Uh, it's a different day and age. That's for sure. Um, but You know, and, and it's cool. You're going to pass those, those, you know, that, that message forward to your, to your own children. That's I am. great. That's so tremendous. Don't quit. And you know who doesn't quit? Allie Clifton does not quit. She's always on the job. Spectrum Sportsnet and uh, covers the Lakers and, and also, of course, just had a one-on-one with Anthony Davis. And she and I spent a whole lot of time in the makeup room together. That's where we bond, Bill. Not not that, not that your boy gets makeup done regularly. You know, you just TV. Stevie, you know how it goes. Allie, how are you? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me. Kelvin, what a story. I know. I know. It's amazing, right? God. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. I haven't told you that one, have I? I didn't. Never. I never told you that one. You know, and, and if you told, I was going to say, and if you, you tell a lot of stories in the makeup room, but I have not heard that one. <laughs> you know, and if you say you say not everybody can understand another person's experience, I would never have known that experience if you yep. told me that. Yep, because, I, of, they, because of where yeah. I come from, it's totally out of. It's like it's like totally out of out of where I live and, and stuff. That's true. Really well, I'll say this quickly. That's one of the the things that we all have gifts and talents and things that we're good at. One of the things I I, I truly believe it's like my duty, calling, burden, whatever plight. Uh, and I enjoy kind of bridging gaps, right? Telling people who are different, different circles, different places, different everything, and kind of saying and, and bringing them and finding that lane in which we can all relate or at least empathize or understand. I I, I enjoy doing that as part of my like passion, if you will. So, uh, but. Allie, let's jump into it. Anthony Davis is, uh, as the savvy, the musing on Instagram says, AD's on the way. He's finally here. And uh, you had a chance to, to sit down with him. One of the things Bill and I, Bill was at the press conference, one of the things we've taken away is that he has way more personality, a little bit more livelier than you, than you thought. Oh, 1,000%. I mean, for a superstar and a six-time all-star um, Having been in such a small market, it's a guy, he's a guy that I never really got to know and really never heard a lot about outside of his talent and his ability on the floor, but of him as a person and an individual. And yesterday within the press conference and then our 30-minute sit-down on Connected with uh, Spectrum Sportsnet, you know, I was impressed. He's very charismatic, kind, uh, genuine as a person. Uh, but I really believe that what is about to come to fruition on the court uh, in a Laker uniform here in Los Angeles uh, is going to be special. And I think it's going to be a big testament to the not only the superstar that Anthony Davis is, but what he's going to be willing to do to make this all work. Now, I didn't see the the, uh, the uh, interview. I wasn't there for, the, for your interview with him. Did you ask him about the Sailor movie? <laughs> you know, I didn't. Oh, we did get, <laughs> Good for so you. Good for you. Good for you. That, that, that's, I, to, to your credit, you did I not. Actually feel like, yeah, I actually feel like during the press conference, I needed to steer away from that because the moment he, it really captivated him, and I didn't want to put him in a situation where he like really didn't know. 
Because I really feel like he had no clue. Well, we, we've debated on this, and I said it's because of his age. Anything water-related, he just called a sailor. So it could have been Hunt for Red October. It could have been Pearl Harbor. It could have been Captain Phillips. I think it was Popeye, the sailor man. No, see, no. He would okay, know that. Yeah, okay, I'm assuming yeah, he would know I that. think it was the movie Drift. Drift, okay. Honestly, when he was selling it yesterday, I thought it was, but I'm also not a movie person, so he gets a pass by me. Well, I'm a little disappointed hearing that. So now that that takes away something we can talk about in the makeup room. <laughs> that takes that away. Allie Clifton joining us. All right, that's Allie. So another thing, Anthony Davis, you just kind of mentioned, uh, you know, now being with the Lakers, and obviously he's going to be a, a target on his back, if you will, or bullseye, or just people paying more attention. Uh, let's actually talk about on the court. What do you, you, you covered LeBron for years as well. That's, what do you expect from just the basketball, them, the cohesion, with them being able to play together? What do, what do you think we're going to see this upcoming season? You know, yesterday in our interview, he admitted, of course, he's the face of NBA 2K, um, the latest. And he, I asked if there was ever moments that he really thought about how this would play out between he and LeBron on the court and making it, all, obviously, all a part of the team and uh, seamlessly. And he said he would play the two of them on NBA 2K recently. And he had a moment where he's in the pick and roll with LeBron. Um, he comes off, Bron comes off that pick. He, he dives to the, the rim and gets to the lob and throws it down. He said he ran that back. He took a video and he sent it to LeBron. And he said, all season. And, and I just think that it was, it was awesome. He said I, he couldn't tell me what LeBron said because it was not uh, TV uh, edited. It, <laughs> it was not TV 13, which was fine. But I, I just think that there is a selflessness. Um, about the two of them. I think there's different styles. I think AD is a, a more laid back um, kind of individual where you got kind of an alpha male in LeBron James and the superstar and the leader that he is. Um, that for the two of them, I think it's just going to be wide open. I think the floor spacing that they're going to create, their ability to get up and down the floor, it's a youthful 26 year old in his prime. He's got so much more ahead of him um, that I can only imagine. And the way that the front office continued to build out that roster put shooting and more spacing around the both of them. Um, I, I think it's going to be very exciting to watch you know, and see how this all unfolds. You know, I'm of the opinion that we're going to see not only a new Anthony Davis, but a different LeBron. And I know his stats were great last oh. year. Do, do you? And yeah, tell, tell me what if you share that opinion and tell me how so. I think there is something that we all know of the intelligence and the IQ that LeBron James possesses. But I say this all the time with great superstars and superstars in general. They're always one step ahead. And I think there's an understanding of the preparation that came with building this roster. And for LeBron, it's about knowing that, as we all know, he's embarking on 35. He's coming off one of the most terrific injuries of his career, um, but also a time where he's given more rest than he's ever had. And, and so I think for him mentally um, facilitating, I think he's now being um, placed in a, a system where he can maybe distribute a little bit more, take a little bit more off of his body, um, allow those around him to go to work in a more dynamic way than we've seen um, lately. And so for him, I think it's going to allow his body to kind of endure more despite being later in his career. I think his mind is going to take over more than we have ever seen. Which is kind of a scary thought because he's side. yeah he's it's so he's thought. so cerebral and already plays a game at such a high level when it comes to the mental aspect. Ali Clifton, our guest. All right, I want to ask this. So I'm looking at your Twitter here, and uh, this is uh, something Anthony Davis told you. He said LeBron thinks we're coming to his team. He's really coming to ours, and that was in reference to the fact that now all of a sudden, it, look at this, Bill. Help me figure this out. 
Is it the New Orleans L.A. Pelicans? Is it the New Orleans Lakers? Like, what's going on here? Because all the Lakers are in New Orleans, and now all these former Pelicans are here in L.A. You got uh, Rajon Rondo, of course, Anthony Davis. You got Boogie Cousins. Those guys were formidable three in New Orleans. Now they're all here with the Lakers. So just kind of talk about this roster that the, that the Lakers been able to form. And, and again, there are a lot of former Pelicans. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and both of you guys have watched sports, and Bill, you've covered uh, sports for so long, but I don't think it's more so, I don't think, though he was having fun with it. It's not about whose team it is. I think more so at this point and stage of the game, it's the fact that there's a lot of familiarity that's going to play out here on this roster, and I think that's what's exciting. Um, but I, I asked and posed that question just from the simple stand up, standpoint of we know how rare the, the big is in the game today, but to have two traditional bigs and the fact that AD and DeMarcus were able to make that work in New Orleans, it's something that it's exciting for the both of them. And again, I think it goes back to their familiarity playing with one another, but I think it also goes to the leadership aspect and being able to hold one another accountable, knowing how to talk to each other. Um, I think these are the little things that are going to make a difference and AD had a little bit of fun with that question yesterday, and I think that's just the lightheartedness that's going to take place inside that locker room. Chemistry is very fickle, and um, I, I, just, I think all around uh, it's more so about what's inside than the naming of it all. Uh, Kelvin, I know you have a great personality. You'd love to have fun with that, and I thought it was an amazing answer, uh, <laughs> but I think there's more depth to that. I think your interview had a lot of amazing answers from what I can tell. I love the whole him playing the video game. What a great story that was. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, I, and that's one thing I learned about him is, and we also dug into his childhood. I mean, he went to depth about growing up on the south side of Chicago and uh, his dad and parents keeping his sisters and him safe and building that half-court basketball court in the backyard. And he, he was awesome. He, I, I urge everyone to check it out on Special Sports Net, truly. Uh, just because of how open he was uh, and honest with his life and, and becoming a superstar. Now, now the, the the one more thing about AD is, it, I was told yesterday about somebody from the Lakers that they think he'll re-sign unless something drastic happens. Is that your opinion, Gordon, or do you think they're, they're, they have to recruit him all year? I mean, where do you think that stands? No, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, and he said this at the press conference, he said it again one-on-one with myself, um, he's about legacy. He's about winning championships, but his legacy is about winning. It's not about the money. It's not about, you know, as he's mentioned, that comes and goes. Um, I think this is a place that he wants to be, where he loves to be. Again, he's lived in the summer here for the last six years, uh, he told me. Um, he he wants to be a part of something special. He wants banners up in those rafters. He wants his jersey. He said, maybe I can get two like Kobe, three and 23. Um, he wants to be a part of that, and, and I think that's promising. Uh, I don't think this is a guy that needs a lot of coddling. I don't think it's a, a superstar that needs the attention and needs the love. He just wants to go out and hoop. And if he can turn that into championships and winning, um, you, you feel a lot better about your chances of him staying with this franchise. Allie, very, very quickly, can you answer this? Uh, what is the yeah. most you spent on a hotel room Not that you paid, not a job? Wait, that I paid? Yeah, per night. Would you spend? Would you spend five hundred dollars more per night? If it's a five star, one thousand percent. Thank you, thank you, Allie. Thank you, Allie. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm Are saying. You kidding? Yes, Bill, absolutely. Bill, do me a favor, Bill. Lower your voice, okay? You don't have to yell at me just because you were right. <laughs> Allie, we'll argue about this later when I see you at work. Uh, Allie Clifton, Spectrum Sportsnet. We will argue about this in the makeup room. I've become way too familiar with makeup. When's the interview going to run? When's the interview going to run? I can't wait to see it. Uh, it's, it's running on loop right now on Spectrum Sports Net. There you have We're it. Connected with Anthony Davis.
All right. Perfect. We appreciate it, Allie. Thank you. I'll probably see you tomorrow. Allie Clifton, appreciate it. Make sure you follow her, the Real Abe Clifton, uh, Real Abe Clifton on Twitter. All right. We're just going to keep the hits rolling. We have Maria Torres. 10%. We moved on. Okay. We moved on, Bill. <laughs> Maria Torres is going to join us next. He is the Angels beat writer for LA Times. Brilliant writer. And we're going from one of my colleagues to one of your colleagues. And uh, she will help us break us down the special moment that it was the Angels in their first home game and how they uh, honored Tyler Skaggs. We'll do that next. It's Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote May I say, Bill, that I've enjoyed working with you so far, brother? We still even got another 40 minutes, but I've enjoyed it thus far. This has been great. This has been enjoyed. Especially sure. with our discussion of the chess player in the, in the stall. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yes, that was uh, the highlight of the day. What was the headline again? Grandmaster Flush. Grandmaster Flush. And the way you <laughs> use Pawn and Rook, and it was, it was very talented. And everything that Ilo said, I was impressed with you guys. Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Kelvin Washington. And for Mike Harmon, this is Bill Plasky, of course, award-winning columnist at LA Times. Uh, thanks to Allie Clifton, who was with Spectrum Sports that hit on LA, just came on with us and uh, kind of broke down her one-on-one interview with Anthony Davis. It's looping all day, so if you're in the LA area or if you have that app, you can check out her interview. Uh, appreciate that. And I said it earlier, the hits keep rolling. Um, well, you can actually, when I watch some pun, the hits didn't roll, uh, actually, as they uh, had a no-hitter, the Angels. But Maria Torres joins us now. Um, LA Times covers the Angels. And we talked about it a bit earlier. What a way, you know, sometimes there's things in life where it seems uh, mythical, mystical, spiritual. It just seems uh, you, there's no way you could script this out. And that was the, the Angels the other night, their first home game honoring Tyler Skaggs and they do it with a combined two-man no-hitter what was that like what was the scene like how emotional was it wow I mean like it was it was incredible uh, 
all the players, you could tell, were... Um, I mean, I think everyone was kind of in shock a little bit at the end when they realized they'd actually managed to do what they did because, like, as you mentioned, it was just there were just so many coincidences. There were so many little things. Um, for example, like, it came the night before the Skaggs would have turned 28, and uh, his birthday was uh, July, it was July 13th, and they scored seven runs in the first inning on 13, and 13 batters came up. <laughs> Um, and that just kind of like kept going throughout the night. They ended up with you know 13 runs on 13 hits, and um, all all done by two two pitchers, by the way, who no one ever would have like thought could uh, could combine to do something like this. Taylor Cole, someone who has been up and down for the Angels all season, has lost a year of service time, and Felix Pena uh, through seven no hit innings, and he's someone who the Angels actually had to start. Uh, put an opener in front of um, in the earlier this season just because he couldn't really maintain stamina throughout an entire start. Um, so I, it was just all kind of it was all weird. It was all kind of like a baseball gods were shining down on them. Maria, hey, it's Plasky. Uh, I would I would recommend anyone to read. You are such a gifted, brilliant young writer, and your story on this thing is so compelling. I'd recommend anyone to go to latimes.com and look up your story. The one that the one that hit, I think it hit, hit about eleven o'clock yesterday morning, about all the incidences and all the just it was just such a great remembrance. And how hard did you get emotional writing that story? Um, honestly, I think after the day of Gags's passing, um, I. I think I was able to kind of filter out the emotions a little bit. Um, I, I think I was able to kind of see it, you know, through the players' eyes, uh, just like, you know, anyone was also being there and being around them. Um, but no, I myself did not get emotional. Um, I think I think I've actually done a pretty good job of keeping that side out. Has that been hard? Is it, is it Was it a hard story? For you to write, I know it hit at eleven in the morning. It must have been you must have been up all night writing that story. And yeah, I, I got I got up pretty early yesterday morning and uh, so I think you know, wrote that out. Um, but yeah, kind of going through it again, you know, it definitely did kind of drive home the point. Point like this is something you don't really see. I mean, it's kind of funny because uh, I wasn't on deadline Friday night, so that kind of gave me the chance to reflect on everything. Um, and in the moment Friday, it was just like, man, I can't believe what I'm seeing. And then you wake up the next morning, you're like, I can't believe what I just saw. Like, that was actually, uh, like a tremendous thing that you just don't see in baseball. I mean, obviously you see no hitters and you see perfect games, but something like that, riding with, on so much emotion on, I mean, there's so much emotional trauma for the team, um, to come back, to come back from and to come back from it the way that they did, um, the same night they act, they honor Skagger and have his have, have his mom throw out the first pitch, uh, and you know they they're rattled too because you know they see his, they see his parents they see his wife all shaken up um, and his you know his stepbrother all of them just so uh, like struggling to stay collected but still staying collected and uh, it definitely brought up the memories for them again. Um, it's kind of like peeling off a wound or a scab of a wound, uh, but for them to kind of patch it over and accomplish what they did was definitely incredible. It was incredible. Uh, Maria Torres uh, covers the Angels for LA Times is with us. Uh, you know, one of the things that Bill and I talked about earlier, and, and I'll, I'll kind of, Bill, I'm going to kind of take your words here, but how interesting it was to see over the last week or so, 
Mike Trout kind of become more vocal. Mike Trout uh, showing more leadership. And again, you cover the team, so I'm not going to act as if he's not a leader. But for us who aren't with the team, we kind of heard from Mike Trout more than normal. We saw him be open uh, and emotional, you know, to, for the public. Um, just what's it like for him in this particular role, being a leader in a tough time, but also as just kind of being a leader in the clubhouse? Is he more more of what we've seen recently? Is that more him than maybe we, Joe Public, know? I think I think that's actually actually accurate. I think Trout is uh, he's obviously always been very low key, and he doesn't he doesn't he, being a media darling. That's not really his scheme. He just wants to he just wants to be himself. And I I don't know if you guys saw that ad that ran right before the All Star game um, that he just you know he just he's always been himself essentially. And um, I think part of that being himself is being a leader. He was just never someone who put himself out there for everyone. He kind of always could defer to Albert Pujols, for instance, um, and other other veteran players that surrounded him as he was coming up. But now he, you know, this is his uh, eighth full year. Um, this is his eighth full year now, and it's kind of up to him now to be that person, to be the person to stand in front of the cameras and um, talk about the state of the team. And this unfortunate situation really brought that out in him and he just he took to it naturally too it wasn't it wasn't like it was a it was a mandate from above or anything like that that he had to be the one to talk first after um the angels played their first game following skies death but it was it was all internal it was all he he felt like he needed to be the one in front of them for the fan in front of the fans in front of Skaggs' family to be the first one to talk about it and then to kind of take the charge and um and implore everyone to to walk to wear the number forty five jersey yesterday on Friday night, and for him and Tommy Lestella to wear forty five during the All Star game. Um, all of that definitely stemmed from Trout and him just kind of blossoming, really, like you said, in the last two weeks, essentially in front of the cameras. But this has always been there for him. Maria, this may be a tough question for you, but what? What's your last memories of Tyler Skaggs? Can you give us any insight into what you're yeah. to maybe that give any insight that provided into what kind of guy he was? Yeah, I mean, actually, it's a pretty good one. Um, Sunday, the, the Sunday before, um, I didn't really talk to him much in that in the clubhouse that day, but I did. I, I did actually overhear him talking to some people, and one thing he was he was talking about a bolo tie that he he dug up. Um, he he. I don't know if you guys are aware. The night before, the night before the Angels, uh, they got on a plane uh, to Texas, and since it was Texas and Houston were the stops on the road trip, Skag asked the coaching staff if they could uh, have a Western themed uh, flight. So everyone came into the came to the ballpark Sunday, decked out in cowboy attire, and it was funny that actually a couple of days before that there was a like a reminder on the on the video board for the video board for the players saying uh like just telling them where they could find like cowboy boots and hats and stuff like that uh and kags came in just probably looked the best out of everyone in that clubhouse uh wearing a bolo bolo tie too and i just remember him talking about the bolo tie to someone um but the night before that actually tyler uh had a had a start against the athletics and uh he he kind of was squeezed a little bit on the strike zone and um, after the cameras were gone, uh, he talked to the, the beat writers a little off the record about um, just, you know, being a little upset about the strike zone and how it just didn't really go his way. And once he got, went, once we went back and looked at some of the calls that were that that kind of stuck with him, we kind of realized, yeah, like he was totally like not really getting the best calls there. But um, the whole point of this, just to say, like he was 
he was he was a competitor. He he was always out there. I mean, you always hear that, right? That players are competitors or whatever. And I think that's true for most of them. But I think with Skaggs, it was just so apparent. He uh, a couple of starts before that last start of his, he he was I think he was six innings into a start or in the sixth inning of a start, and um, he he had been cruising, and then he just got into a little bit of trouble. And I can't remember right now what the score was in the game, but. Uh, he was doing a pretty good job holding the Blue Jays, and Brad Ausmus immediately called someone up to warm in the bullpen, and Skaggs noticed, and he kind of he, he noticed that, and he took that, and he locked in and got out of the inning, and then came back out for another one. And after the game, he told us, "Yeah, I went I went up to Ausmus after that inning and told him, what are you doing? Hang up the phone. This is my start.' Um, wow. And it was just, he, you know, it kind of lit a fire under him, and. Uh, that that was just he just wanted to be that person. He knew that he needed to be um, the so-called ace of the staff because it was really for a long time there kind of seemed um, that that was that was going to be Skaggs' place for a little bit because they brought in a couple of veteran players from or pitchers from uh, during the off season, but those pitchers just never really panned out. And Skaggs was going to be that one. He was going to be the one to lead the staff, and he he took that to heart. Wow. Hey, Maria, we got to get you out of here on this one quickly. And I know it's a very difficult question to answer quickly, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just mentioned how competitive he was. And I think the Angels would love to obviously become competitive. I mean, they're sitting around 500 right now. What mm-hmm. is it, if you can pinpoint a thing or two that can finally turn the ship for this organization and where Mike Trout can be the best player on one of the best teams? Uh, I think it always comes down. And unfortunately, they, got, they, they lost a pretty big one. Um, in that respect, but right now, um, moving past that, they really need to. Um, they really need Matt Harvey to be the Dark Knight that he was um, <laughs> in New York, or at least something close to it. He doesn't have to be the guy who has carried the three ERA throughout the season, but he needs to be able to at least, you know, turn in five or six innings and give up less than three runs or three zero runs. So. Um, they need the pitching staff to really step up. And the good thing is they, ha- they do have a couple of rookies in Griffin Canning and Jose Suarez who are starting to come into their own. Griffin Canning especially, he made his debut in late April. And um, besides Skaggs, he was, a, he, was a, he was the best pitcher on the team. Um, he had a rocky start after Skaggs' death, but for the most part he's been very solid, has a really good fastball that goes right high in the zone, and he's really good at spotting it. Um, and then you've got uh, Jose Suarez, like I said. He's a little rougher still. He's still very young, um, but he, he's also on the come up. So really they they just need those guys to step up and really hold their own for the, to become competitive. All right. Well, Maria, we appreciate it. You're Hopefully awesome, Maria. For them. Great work. You keep and up the great work. Thank you for joining us. Keep thank reading her. So keep reading her, everybody. Thank Maria you. Maria Torres, LA Times. Thank you. All right. Uh, before we get to uh, Isaac Lowenkron, I want to ask you this, man. We, we talked quickly about Russell Westbrook and James Harden. There's so many other dynamic duels. I'm going to ask you on the other side. I'm going to throw them at you, and I want you to tell me if you believe in these duels. Right. And we will do that next. Right now, it's What's Trending. Kelvin and Bill, thriller between Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic in the men's singles final at Wimbledon. Djokovic took the first set in a tiebreak, 7-6. Federer dominated the second set, 6-1. Djokovic won the third set again in a tiebreak 7-6 and this is how the fourth set came to an end. Federer with three set points. Out wide. Block return from Djokovic. Drive volley from Federer. And we are going all the way here folks. What a final. What an occasion between two of the greatest players in history. 
who are serving up a treat for this packed centre court crowd. Roger Federer at the second time of asking, hold serve to break to take the set by six games to four. It's two sets all on centre. Barry Cow on the call on Radio Wimbledon. That set, by the way, featured a 35-shot rally that was won by Federer, and now they're in the deciding fifth set with Djokovic leading Federer three games to two again in the deciding set of the men's singles final at Wimbledon. And finally, one NBA note, Shams Charani reporting this morning that free agent guard David Nawaba has agreed to a two-year deal with the Brooklyn Nets. We'll get back to Kelvin Washington and from Michael Harmon and Bill Plaschke in 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All your exi- all yours, guys. Hey, thank you, Isaac. Man, I'm telling you, this is a, a riveting match right now. This we is really go. riveting. Yeah, it, it, we, we have it. It's so good. We have it on two TVs, so I can have my own build. You can have your own. Now, TV. I have a question about Federer. He wears that headband. Is that tied around, or is that like just a fake tie? Is it real? Just like oh, I get a what you mean. Ooh, that is. Never in the history of my life have I questioned if a headband was actually tied. I just assumed I it was. Because no, because because what if it comes untied and gets in his eyes? Well, I mean, what is it going to snail its way down its eyes? I think it'll be quick. I don't know. I mean, you're right. The ball is coming fast. And by the way, these dudes hit the ball so hard, especially when serves. It's ridiculous. All right, if I gave you ten serves, could you return one? Serves even from, in your serves, heyday. Serves from, from you. them. Oh, from them. No, there's no way. That ball's 100 miles right, an hour. All right, all right. Could you hit the ball? Not even even if it goes behind you, goes in the stands. Could you put a racket on the ball? Probably not. No, probably not. Okay. What do you think? I think no way. I think I get one, and I think the racket goes flying out of my hand. Like I think I can get it on there. Not necessarily now, but in my in my days before my friends pretty much. Ruin my with, with, with tennis a, career. That's like as a baseball writer, some fellow baseball writers one time went and stood at third base during batting practice. It lasted one minute. Oh, I scared to death. That would be nah, that's terrifying. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. Vince, what about you? You think Vince, Sam? You guys think you? Gavin's in there coming up. He produced next. You think you guys could ever in your peak Not athleticism? A no, oh. no chance. I could get a ball. Sam's gonna say yes. I can see. I've just face. come too I fast. Played tennis for a few years, so I could. I could volley back and forth a little oh, bit. Oh, you okay. could not. See? You could not. Oh, with volley? these guys? Yeah, with no these way. guys. No, oh, I'm that's sorry. what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking oh, about. Oh, you thought, you thought about. I thought like we were just talking about playing around no, with no, tennis. No, no. We're talking about volleying. <laughs> Federer and Jokic. No, they, it would be like, it would be like a, a, an asteroid going okay. past me. You so one and of my stories was actually going to be about this, but it was with Serena Williams for Sunday Paper. Yeah. They did a poll in Great Britain, and 7% of uh, all of Great Britain thinks that they could score a point on Serena Williams. And that That's shows crazy. me that there's seven, at least, at minimum, 7% of the people there are crazy. Just yes. at minimum. Yeah, they thought the same thing during the Revolutionary War, and they look how that turned out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, you know what? People do that all the time. The whole you know WNBA players are this, that, and the other. Look, oh. I'm not, yes, compared to an NBA player, maybe they're, you know, they're not that great compared to them or what have you, but let me truly believe that Diana Taurasi comes to any local YMCA, she's busting everybody. Man, she couldn't see. No, she's busting you. 
Like anybody, you know, you take the the the, the WNBA stars because all these guys in rec leagues, around church leagues, man, they wouldn't score me or she she couldn't handle me. They would abuse you. They would abuse you. Trust. Well, that's they, the same thing when somebody's saying, "Would Alabama beat the Cleveland Browns last year?" No, the NFL team is going to kill. Would kill the, any college team. I, I I completely agree with that NFL. The only one I do say, uh, if you let me cherry pick. This might be a great one day. This is a topic for another day. But you and I do a show together. If you let me cherry pick the NCAA team, meaning throughout history, I think I could have them beat. You know who's the worst team in the league right now? I don't know the Suns. The Suns. No way. Like if you let me take. No that, way. No dude, way. Dude, if you let me take physically that no ninety was that ninety two Duke team. Duke team. No way. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't agree. If you let me take, I don't do. I'm. I. I think a Fat Five could beat that Suns team because I don't. I think. I don't think anyone on that Suns team outside of Devin Booker is but more talented physical, than it's them. It's just physical. But there, can I tell you why? They muscle them here. But here's why. Bottom the Michigan. The Michigan players. The Duke players will be older than the Suns players. These guys are like 19. Well, they're older because they're like 45 now or 50. No, I'm saying, <laughs> Bill, don't play with me right now. Okay. I'm saying these guys are coming in the league so young that if you think Leitner and Hurley, and these guys were juniors and seniors, that I think they would actually be more seasoned no than these young pro guys. Not a chance. Not a chance. Right. Yes, Sam, jump in. I was going to say, like scheme-wise, maybe Nick Saban and his his coaches could come up with a great scheme, but it is that weight training. It is that physical development. Physical All development. the guys in the, no NFL in the NFL are bigger and stronger yeah. and faster. They're, they're filtered uh, I, I out. Yeah. They're, they're too, like the, and think about, like the, the worst player in the NFL team had to be the absolute best in college to make it to the NFL. Uh, but in basketball, I think there, I just think it's different. I think if you give me that Fab Five or those Duke or that UNLV team, they could beat the Suns. Are you kidding me? You know what I could be in a tennis match? I could be one of those people in the stands they show after the player is hit, like the like the, the their their friends and family cheering for him. I could be that person. Okay, you could be that. I'd could you person. could you move quick enough to be one of those? I don't know what they call them in tennis, ball boys. Could you and no, get out no, of the way, or would you no, get hit? No, what if I get is that the ball boys coming. The ball boys have got to stand there. In a tie, a full on, in a full on uniform, uniform, a tie, suit. tie, and with their hands on their on their legs, the whole the whole four hour five hour match. I couldn't stand there. No, no, I couldn't do. They get one. abused too. Those ball boys get abused. Yeah, ball, they get towels thrown at them. They do, and some of them get rude with it. By the way, why? I just want to make sure I'm diplomatic. You know, politically correct. Uh, ball people. I don't know, but I just see oh, there, I see a young girls. lady out there too. Okay, okay. So I want to make sure ball people, because nowadays Oh no, wait, the ones in the suits aren't the ball people. Those are the linesmen. Those are the ones the ball people are. Oh, the ball the ones are by I see the shorts, the shorts on the side of there. Okay. But they're still right. you gotta stand there. Either act- way, stand, sit, kneel. It's hot. I'm tired. And yeah, this match yeah. has been going for you and I started six here on the west, nine on the east, and it's almost ten here on the west. And they they've been going on this whole entire time. So I I'm I know they they are definitely I hope they get paid or they can I guess it's for them they can say I did that and they'll probably get a towel signed or something by the guys. All right, I'm uh, I've never even seen a grass court. Have you ever even seen one? That's a great question. I, I never, know. I've never even seen one. This whole thing's so important. They, they like can play it on the moon for all I know. An upkept one where like the grass is kind of growing through the cracks is there any, or something. Is there, only grass court is like lawn bowling in this country. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen one. But, but you know, I do. I'm disappointed in myself. I was in Paris about three or four years ago during the, the French Open. And, and I completely forgot to try to use my, you know, I was at another station at the time, try to use my credential and try to, you know, get some tickets for the wife and I. 
And then I tried to do it last second, and they were like, what's the opposite of wee-wee? No, no, I don't know. They, they wouldn't let me in. Because so you, you wanted to see that, that dirt court. Yeah, I just want to be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sitting here in you know, Paris during the French Open. Why would I not? And and we went. It was a beautiful place. It was very fun to be around, but I, I blew it, man. I, why I why aren't it. those players filthy in the French Open? You watch them play, they don't get dirty. Well, How do they a, not get filthy? Not they're, playing of, on, they're playing on dirt. There's not there's not a whole lot of rolling, and they're not like they're falling a lot. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're right. You know, right. They, they, all, they, they subscribe to the Peyton Manning theory. You know, like, like, I'm, I'm keeping this jersey clean. <laughs> they're, not, they're not messing that up. I don't think all it's right. called a jersey in tennis, is it? Yeah, well, you catch what I'm saying, all right? This no cost, just, or eyes on just, or just shirt. I think it's a polo. Um, so, yeah, one day you and I will do the dynamic duo, because we keep forgetting. We okay. keep, you know, we keep talking about we all keep this great it. stuff. We'll tease uh, it in next week. We'll te- yeah, next week, next week. But I think Mike will be back. Uh, Sunday paper. One more time for us. We'll do it next. Bill Plasky, Kelvin Washington, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday. One more time for us. Bill Plasky, I'm Kelvin Washington, filling in for Mike Harmon. Thank you guys for uh, letting your boy hang out with Great you. Great day, man. Day. Great working with you. A lot of fun with you. Really fun. Uh, of course, thank you for listening. And then for those of you who don't know by now, you should. You can always listen to the iHeartRadio app and also on SiriusXM Channel 83. You can also find the show on iTunes. Just subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends and download the show every week. And Mama Plasky knows how to do it. Got to get yes, the job she does. Done and make sure she's listening to her son, who she loves greatly. Um, all right, so uh, we have one more thing to do before we call the show, and that is Sunday paper. You've got your coffee. You're reclined in the comfy chair, and the dog is relaxing at your feet. All that's missing is some background music and some reading material. Mike and Bill get you ready for the day in this edition of the Sunday paper. All right, guys, so we're going to go to the... I'll put this under the lost and found, or maybe the crime. Yeah, we'll go with crime okay. on this one. Okay. Uh, David Daniel Sturridge, who most recently played for Liverpool as a striker in the Premier League, uh, had his dog stolen from his Hollywood Hills home this past week. Uh, he posted an Instagram video where he pleaded with the uh, to have his dog return. Burglary happened. Apparently, uh, three men walked in, broke a window, stole his dog and his four bags. He says, I want my dog back. I'll pay whatever. It don't matter. It don't matter what the cost. Sturridge said in one of the videos, and he's offering to pay twenty to thirty thousand dollars for the return of his beloved Pomeranian Lucci. Guys, what kind of reward would you offer for a beloved pet? Oh, I would double that. I'd offer, I mean, whatever. Your pets, you're part of your family, right? It's. I'm surprised he even put a limit on it. Well, I think I think he figured if you're breaking in and, and you're stealing stuff, you know. Clearly, money is of something of need. So, twenty to thirty thousand sounds like a lot of dollars to that person. Um, but I'll, I'll say this: I didn't grow up with pets. My sister ended up getting a cat for a few years, but you know, we weren't a we weren't a pet family. And then I bought my girlfriend a cat, turned my wife, and we had that cat for twelve years. And he passed away this past uh, October, Novemberish, and. I obviously was hurt, but to see how devastated my wife was, like I would have never thought that 13 years ago before having the cat. And so that, again, that's not even, you know, not to mention a dog. And so you're right, Bill, that these pets, these animals become like family members of people and uh, and they mean so much. So I, don't, I think I could see 
I can even see teammates saying, hey, man, if it needs to go up to 50000 here's 5000 for me because I know how much it means to you. Uh, but how ruthless is that? Fine. That's steal unbelievable. You're stealing the dog. Yeah, yeah, steal that's my jewelry, steal my watch, but stealing my, my dog? I don't know if I've ever heard of that. I wonder if the dog just ran out. What if the dog just ran out? That's true. Like the dog, that it, not stolen. It just, stolen it's just, running just around lost. That's yes. a good. You know, that's a that's a good point. Look at you. You're investigating. So some dude finds it and says, "I'll take I'll take your money." Right. And you know that. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's. I'm just. I'm also over the stealing. I'm over the uh, the identity. I'm, I'm sort of over this. stealing. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you you know, ransom. It's like go get a job. Like, like they what Outcast once said in a song. UPS is hiring. Okay, go get a job. Like, just you know what you do. Like, people are planning, and then I'll bump them next to them, and then I'll like steal their credit ID because I got the scammer thing, and I can scan his Bill's wallet, and I can get it. Like, just, just really, can you scan? I didn't know that you can scan your wallet. Yeah, I so I saw in Atlanta with my own eyes a dude going up near women and would take a flash of their picture. Uh, and he was trying to like basically take pictures of their purses to scan, like to scan through their purse. He can like get the info on IDs and stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah, That's it's so it's scary. people are they, people are terrible, man. People, it's ridiculous. Uh, quickly, rest of the weekend, anything? No, uh, no, just uh, working and uh, gearing up for the wedding. Getting up for the wedding. Yeah, it's, it's flying back to Bloomington on Wednesday. If, if you missed, getting it, the suit. Bill's daughter is being mar- uh, getting married next week, so congrats. I'm excited Tessa, for Tessa you. Ann Plasky is marrying Charlie Landis All right. in Bloomington, Indiana. There, there you go. I'm happy for you and the family. I'm getting ready to jet out of here and then go see uh, little little Kennedy and have her uh, her practice soccer practice. Oh my so. God, she was on your lap and, and one minute now she's in soccer yeah, practice. Yeah, wow, they what grow you fast. Stop making me emotional, Bill. I'm not. Not in the mood for that, all right? So, Steve Hartman, Dante, they are coming up next. Dante Jones, Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.